This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1588, Comic Talk! I'm Adam Murdo. I'm Shane Kelly. And I'm Brian Christman. Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's uh, holidays are behind us here at Comic Geek Speak. Oh, thank uh, God. Yeah, we're all... <laughs> yes, uh, Pants and I both have a reason... <sighs> To heave a sigh of relief at that statement. Uh, but uh, here we are. We're uh, just kind of decompressing here in uh, the January, in the frigid wastes of January. And uh, we're just kind of here to hang out, have one of our famous unstructured uh, loosey-goosey comic talk episodes. Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get to uh, de-Christmasify my house tomorrow. <laughs> Take it on all the decorations. Oh, you still have decorations up? Yeah, we uh, – I – had some problems last week with my back that I couldn't move, so oh. they didn't get done. All right. Yeah. Yeah, my parents' house is still decorated, too, but of course, we're kind of used to there being Christmas things everywhere all the time, <laughs> so my, my mother really needs to apply the you know, the the, uh, the stick uh, rather than the carrot to get uh, my father <laughs> moving on that, because as, as far as he's concerned, he'd leave them up until March. <laughs> but yeah, this weekend is going to be de-decorating time for us, too. Okay, good. I'm not, glad I'm not alone. <laughs> no. Worry not, my friend. Worry not. <laughs> All right. I suppose we should uh, pay homage to our sponsor for this episode. Absolutely. We'll go too much further. And uh, this episode of Comic Geek Speak is brought to you by our friends at uh, col- the Collection Drawer Company, um, home of their flagship product, the Drawer Box, the easy access comic storage solution. And if you've never seen Drawer Boxes, I mean, this is one of our oldest sponsors. You know, yeah. They've been sponsoring us on and off for a long time, and they do produce some fine products. Uh, if you've never seen a Drawer Box, it's... Um, it, it's an improvement on the standard uh, comic storage long box design. And instead of there being just a rectangular box with a lift-off lid, it is a cardboard sleeve with a cardboard drawer that pulls out of the front. So you're able to stack your comic boxes higher without having to move the top boxes to get to what's in the lower boxes. It's very convenient. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm going through the lengthy, uh, painstaking process of uh, cataloging my entire collection right now. And I've got uh, the comics that I have read are stored in... Drawer boxes from the collection drawer company. This, the ones that I haven't read are just kind of dumped into uh, traditional long boxes with lids on them. And I've got to tell you, uh, cataloging the comics I've already read has went a lot faster than cataloging the ones that I haven't. Because <laughs> and it's all thanks to the collection drawer company for the ease of access that those drawers provide. And they're also available in other designs um, suitable for storing things other than comics. There are magazine long boxes. There are action figure long boxes, LP long boxes. Get out. LP. I did not wow. know that. Storage solutions for action figures. I have to look at that. I, yeah. I was pretty they had some CGC boxes for those yeah, I saw comics that. as well. Yeah. Yep, they come in all kinds of different dimensions. They have uh, box anchors. They have uh, dividers for inside of the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, a whole range of accessory products. And you can check them all out at collectiondrawer.com. That's where you can go to find your uh, drawer boxes and uh, revolutionize your comic storing uh, system today. They're super strong, too. They are. They're very sturdy, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had a couple of long boxes all but cave in on me during the uh, cataloging process. Ugh. But uh, not so the drawer boxes. 
Excellent. They are reinforced. All right. And uh, just one more uh, last-minute plug before we get into the actual meat of the episode. Uh, so last-minute, in fact, that I, uh, I'm actually sitting here recording this after the fact, after the uh, main recording session has ended, because uh, we've uh, neglected to mention what I'm about to mention to you in the actual course of the recording of the episode. Had to go back and slip it in there, just in the interest of full disclosure. That's uh, that's what's happening right now. Um, uh, we wanted to announce that we are planning to do... Once again, the annual Comic Geek Speak Best of Awards this year. So we're talking about the Comic Geek Speak Best of 2015 Awards in which we uh, uh, give uh, due accolades and recognition to uh, the best uh, in uh, comics publications uh, for the uh, recently concluded year of uh, 2015 AD. Um, and so, uh, pursuant to this... Uh, uh, I wanted to make sure this was slipped into this episode to make sure that it reaches the ears of you, the listeners, in a timely fashion. Uh, so, um, as of now, the uh, week of January the 18th, uh, the uh, polls are open to uh, listener nominations. That's right, as is uh, traditional for the uh, CTS Best of Awards. Uh, you, the listeners, um, have a voice in the nominations process. Um, if you were to go to thecomicforums.com, and on the main page there, you will find a thread entitled The CGS Best of 2015 Awards Email Nominations by February 7th. Um, if you go to that thread... You will find a complete list of the uh, categories in which we are accepting nominations from you, the listeners. There's 16 categories in all. Best New Hero War Team, Best New Villain or Team, Best New Comic, Best Limited Series, Best Storyline, Best Writer, Best Artist, Best Writer Artist, and so on. Uh, the complete list you can find it. I won't bother to tick them all off now. But uh, uh, that's where you go to find um, the things for which we're accepting nominations. Um, so uh, uh, if you'd like to uh, play along with us, uh, just uh, take a look at that list of categories and uh, come up with uh, a nominee of yours, uh, a, a, a person, uh, publication, company, etc., cetera, uh, that fits each category. Um, try to vote in at least eight of the 16 categories. We don't expect you to scrape together nominees, nominees for all 16, although if you can that that's perfect. We we encourage it, but we don't require it. Uh, if you nominate something in less than uh, half of those categories, though, um, they, we're going to have to call it an invalid ballot. Uh, just just a little forewarning there. Uh, also, please try to nominate only one person, place, or thing for each category. Don't say, "Oh, it's a toss-up between writer A and writer B." No, you have to choose one, or uh, your nomination in that category will be invalid. Just, Got to adhere to certain rules here, folks. That's just the way these things go. Uh, okay, so just uh, try to nominate uh, at, uh, something or someone for each of these well, – for at least half of the 16 categories. And once you've done that, email your ballot to me at bestof at comicgeekspeak.com by uh, the end of the day as in 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, February 7th, 2016. And uh, then I will uh, – uh, tot up all the different uh, listener nominations we've received, and uh, whichever uh, creator or creation, etc., in each category receives the most uh, spontaneous uh, listener nominations, uh, that will become the listener's choice for that category. Now, in the ev event of a two-way tie or a three-way tie or a four-way tie and so on and so forth, even as far as like a seven- or eight-way tie, and we're, just, we're crazy that way, um, in that case... Every nominee for uh, that is tied for first place in uh, listener vote getting and that has not already been duplicated by the nominees submitted by the geeks because each participating geek gets one nominee per category and the listeners get one. Um, so in case uh, the listener's choice 
overlaps with uh, the choice of one or more of the hosts. Uh, well, then uh, the next most vote, uh, the, the, the nominee that gets the next greatest amount of votes will then uh, receive the nod for listeners. And in the case of a tie, if uh, the, the listeners' nominees uh, res- are tied in the highest number of votes, uh, then we'll just have an uh, all of the uh, nominees of the listeners that are tied for a certain category will be added in, entered into the voting. For that category, so we, we may have uh, you know, occasionally as many as eight different uh, uh, options uh, on the final ballot um, uh, for a certain category, depending on how many uh, uh, how many ways tied uh, the, the the voting for or nominating for that category happens to go. Um, so we were trying to have as diverse a pool here as possible to to spread the recognition around to as many different uh, worthy creators, comics companies, and so forth as as we possibly can. So that, that's the way that's going to work. And uh, then we'll have a special uh, nominations sh- revelation show eventually, uh, which will probably be recorded during the week of February 7th uh, when we will reveal who we, the geeks, have nominated for the best of 2015 and also who you, the listeners, have uh, chosen uh, for that honor. Um, and then after that, uh, there will be another round of voting in which uh, you, the listeners, will get a chance to vote for the nominees in each category, and then we'll have a final awards show sometime down the line, probably late February, early March, in which we reveal the final winners of the uh, meaningless and insubstantial awards that we uh, give out. <laughs> uh, it, it, may, it may be insubstantial, but still, every little bit of recognition helps to, uh, just to uh, give uh, due honor to those comics and the creators thereof that have uh, given us so much enjoyment over the course of the past year. So if you feel like this is something you'd like to play along with, uh, I know a lot of our listeners look forward to this every year. It's just a fun way to you know, give some recognition to comics that we've loved over the past year and also to uh, well, publicize those comics. And uh, it's a good way for uh, casual listeners of our show to uh, clue themselves in on uh, quality comics that they may have missed out on during the past year. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, you do have the chance to participate if you're so inclined. So best of 2015 awards coming up. Get those uh, ballots in to us by February 7th if you'd like to make your voice heard. Well, <clears throat> before, you, before you guys get started, I just want to say that, hey, nice to be here again. Hi, remember me? I'm Pants. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, Pants. <laughs> I have a crap load of stuff to talk about, so anything you guys want to take out, either jump in or do it now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you guys have a structure to the episode, because I got, I got a list of stuff here. It's the whole idea well, not to have a structure. <laughs> All right, I'll well, start. Not a structure, but I got a list so I don't forget things. I'll start before we get going, and it might have a little bit spoileries out there for you. But did you like the Doctor Who Christmas special? Yes, we talked about this briefly, a, a briefly before, and said let's save it for the show. Yeah. So, I guess for most of the things in the episode, I guess spoilers. You know, I guess I want to talk about these things in a little detail. Yeah, I think most of the episode is going to be spoilers of some kind. Oh, for the comics, well, the show, whatever. We didn't really talk about the final episode of season of series nine. No, no, as well. we didn't. No. What do you think? I think, first of all, I, I think it's great that, again, you know, I, I've, I'm less than three years in my Doctor Who watching, uh, so perhaps I'm not as jaded as I find out some people online are, which, Boy, is, which, are is, they which ever? is fine. Ooh. You have your opinion. That's fine. I like to look on the positive things. I love Stephen Moffat. Again, for him doing coupling, he's forever, oh, coupling's awesome. you know, in my higher echelon of, of, of TV um, writers and things. I love coupling. I, I, I love his, his Doctor Who. I think it's cool having I forget the Maisie Williams who played um, me yep. having her and Clara in their own TARDIS yep. flying around having their own adventures. Yep, brought a smile to my face. Now, do you think that's the spinoff that's coming? No, no, that's something else. That, something that's, completely that's, different. That's cl- 
class. Okay. I know again, I know a little bit about it. I try not because I want to be surprised going into it, but it's I think it's young adventures okay. dealing with what happens in the Cole school. Well, I thought that, but I thought maybe Clara would come in and out of that, but I wasn't I, sure. I, I think uh, Jenna Coleman is you know just on her own. Just on her own. She's doing other things okay. right now. But oh my god. But yeah, the, that's that's cool for them to be out and, and traveling in a brand new TARDIS. So the Chris's episode, The Husbands of River Song. Yeah. Bring your River Song with uh-huh. with the new doctor. With, yep. Oh my god. That, that was, was th- just that alone was great. Just to, just even that opening scene of them together and him saying River and she popping up like like she doesn't know him. Of course oh, she didn't then. The way um, they played their that was not, great. you know, she really didn't know in the time stream where well, also because she never met this doctor right, before. Right. All the old history. It was I enjoyed the story. The 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 end where I didn't watch rewatch again the, the the library episode with David Tennant's doctor where she was introduced mm-hmm. where she says specifically, Yes, we, we this is where we went, this is the last day, the new suit, you were crying. That's all canon. Oh. That's <gasps> all about canon. that. That oh my god, oh, I, I saw right. someone afterwards. I was I was bawling, quite frankly, because so touching and so romantic and you yeah. know, that's uh and that's so and, unlike this doctor. First of all, it's so unlike Peter Capaldi's portrayal as the doctor. Not that that's bad or anything, mm-hmm. but it, it's nice to me that he saved it for River. Right. And, and some of the things I, I've seen afterwards online is that this could have been Stephen Moffat just tying up all his loose ends mm-hmm. from all those episodes and everything. Yeah. So I loved it. I did too. I loved when, when the revelation came when she asked him, well, how long is the night? And he said, well, 24 years. 24 years, years yeah. Oh. That was awesome. All right. Well, while we're on Doctor, I have a lot of other comic talk to talk to to talk to to, to get to. But while we're on Doctor Who, let's mm-hmm. keep this segue going. Um, uh, my first convention of 2016 is going to be I'm going to Gallifrey One again in Los Angeles. That's right. That's uh, the U.S. Doctor Who convention, and I won't. This is my second year going, but it's gotten so popular over these last 27 years. It's, it's been uh, been put on out there in L.A. The tickets sell out before they even announce any guests. Tickets were sold out. Oh God! Back I think like in May or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's insane. It's so, another San Diego. <laughs> right. So they've announced some of the guests who are going to be out, and it's it's capped at about thirty two hundred attendees. Yeah. It's in at the it's in L A. It's it's actually Valentine's Day weekend again. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the fourteenth is Valentine's Day, and they have. Uh, the fifth Doctor Peter Davison is going to be there. Nice. The sixth, the sixth Doctor Kyle Baker is going to be there. Jamie's good close friend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Ingrid Oliver, who plays Osgood, is going to be oh, there. She's great. Um, I forget her name. The, uh, who plays Missy is going to be there. I'm gonna have oh, to, okay. I have my, I have she my, showed up on something else, and now I know we talked about Michelle it. Michelle Gomez. And I forget what that was. Um, she showed up on another show, and I thought, oh, wow. Gotham. Gotham, that's Gotham. it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Nicola Bryant, Fraser Hines, Nev McIntosh. But the war doctor himself, Sir John Hurt, is going to be That blows there. me away. I don't think I've ever – it doesn't do very many conventions. I mean, Christ, no. a guy battled cancer recently. Yeah. For God's sake. So John Hurt's going to be that's there. Awesome. And I have a photo op oh, that already paid for and nice. wrapped up there. I had no idea he was a Doctor Who actor. Yes, he was in the 50th anniversary yep. um, Doctor Who. So the day of the Doctor, which I just two days ago rewatched. I love that episode. Because I'm going through an order. And, oh, yeah, I love that episode. That was a great episode. Oh, my God. I, I got to see it. 
in, in a theater in Trafalgar Square. No, it wasn't Trafalgar Square. It was um, Piccadilly Circus in, in London the, the day of the anniversary in 3D with a theater. It was with Dave Williams and his wife, Ange, and their daughter. Yeah. Uh, their daughter. Son. Their son, uh, <laughs> Lucas. And I, oh, it was amazing. So he's going to be the how, – how cool is that? Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I think I have the day before free, and that's the weekend Deadpool opens up, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> so I'm going to go try to see Deadpool out in L.A. <sighs> but, yeah, very much looking forward to uh, Gallifrey 1 going out there. And actually, yeah, we'll sort of I'll segue into this. Some of the guests who are going to be out there, uh, including J.K. Woodward, and Marv Wolfman, nice. the next weekend, are flying to London for the 5th London Super Comic Convention, where oh, I will be back attending back as, as well. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't plan it like that, but yeah, I actually have two weeks off in a row from work. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got the vacation time. So, uh. yes, the next weekend, uh, the 20th and 21st, I'll be in London for the London Super Comic Convention. Now, Brian Deem and I, we, we more or less... Work the con. There'll be no CGS table. We're being our. Well, I'll be my yellow staff shirt. Brian yeah. just be some kind. Brian's like bigger. He just wants to write a point of paper and has gives people direction what to do. But looking forward to that very much. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. Go to LondonSuperComicConvention.com. Tickets are at eighteen pounds fifty. Buy early to avoid disappointments. But uh, I'm going to run down, if you bear with me, here, some, of the, uh, some of the guests here. I can't go through them all. Some of the special guests. Brian Boland, C.B. Sobalski, Frank Cho, David Finch, Umberto Ramos, and Mr. Marvel, as well as Mike Zek. Nice. How about that? That's a good list. We've got so many others. I, I wanted to mention one of the cool things we're doing this year, C.B. Sobalski, and also along with Heather Antos, We'll be doing portfolio reviews for oh, wow. Marvel wow. at the show. So check the website for the schedule and follow them on, on Facebook, like them on how, the, the Twitter, the Facebook. They're on the social media. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. I'm just so <laughs> total chaos. Total chaos. And I, I wish I could stay long because I know Brian's going to Spain afterwards. But I, I because I'm already going to be in LA the week before, I'm going to cut it short and just come back home uh, that Monday afterwards. But uh, Looking forward to it. Shane, any chance you're ever going to get over to London? Oh, I would love to someday. <laughs> I know. I keep saying it. I, I'm I'm getting over the fear of flying because there's places we want to go as a family. And I'm like, family. I'm not driving We're your family. <laughs> I'm not driving in a car 16 hours with some of these people. Um, but I'll fly somewhere. So, yeah. Perhaps I'd... you could travel by submersible. <laughs> I'll travel by map. Um, we'll send a yellow submarine round your hours later. Matt would like that. He's a Beatles fan. Um, yeah, I'd keep love that in to. mind because we do have Beatles Christmas ornaments. Oh yeah, fact, we, we brought home a glass yellow submarine for our tree this year. He so. uh, he he got started on Beatles. I don't even know where. He must have just heard on the radio and asked what's that or something. And I got him a, a Beatles CD. He plays it every. Yeah, he loves Beatles. Awesome. Beatles. Billy Joel. Yeah, he's he's an eighties and before kid for music right now. Mm. Yeah, boy's got good taste. That's right, he does. But yeah, I'd love to get to London. Not only for the show or something, but also to see the Doctor Who experience that's over oh, there. Cardiff, to see yeah. London again. I was just uh, digging through boxes in the basement, and I found – I posted it on Facebook – a picture from 1990 
that was the trip that I was involved with uh, to go to Harrogate to the music festival. And then a bunch of people were posting and replying and messaging about different things that we did. Um, it'd be nice to just see some of the places that I was originally back then. That was 1990. Yep. So that's the last time I was over in London. Now, Murd, you're on more or less than every other year probably for going to London? That is the plan <clears throat> this time. So I will probably be there in 2017. Now, we have a year to plan this out because I'm a poor planner and – I knew Brian wanted to go with his family afterwards, well, with Tasha, to the um, to rest of Europe. Okay, so the girls aren't coming with him to Spain? I, that I don't, I don't believe so. But when I traveled after the con out of the country for the first time, we went, Brian and I went to Amsterdam uh, 2013. He's a great traveler, so I, I wouldn't want to go someplace else you know, on my own this year. So maybe next year... We can think of a place to go. I mean, we talk about Scotland, talk about Ireland. Absolutely. I'd love to go someplace else with you since, unless, well, Brian's welcome to come along, but he might, he does his own thing, which is fine. But I, I wouldn't want to travel alone because pants in Europe by himself, you know, I, I could end up, who knows where I could end up. Uh, where we can chaperone each other. Pants pants. <laughs> I like it. I like the idea. See, think about it. Shane! Come on! Shane, Shane, Shane. The three amigos! <laughs> we don't need no stinking patches. <laughs> we'll shoot the invisible swordsman. Like, I oh, it. my God. So, LondonSuperComicConvention.com. I'm going to keep going unless you guys stop me or, you know, turn my mic down or something. All right, I'm going to keep going. Go ahead. We're not going to stop you. All right. Very briefly, um, you guys had that episode last year, uh, the top five annuals. I didn't compile a top five, so I wanted to briefly talk. What the heck? Oh, who's, that's who's a that? big buzz. Who's that Skyping at our door? Hello. Oh. Hi. Hi. Danny. It's Danny. It's Danny. Hello. She missed a Doctor Who talk. I think I messed up and missed uh, missed an email or something. I thought Danny couldn't make it, and I got a text saying, "Are we recording tonight?" No, oh. no, Danny was on board from the beginning. It was Chris who bowed out. Oh, I know Chris bowed out. Yeah, no, I couldn't do the next one. Oh, that was my professionalism fault, out the window. window. Well, that's par for our course. Well, anyway, I want to get Danny in on this. So, Danny, hi. 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 Can she see me? No. Yes. Oh, yeah, she can ah, see you. All right. I can see you. Anyway, um, we were just talking briefly about uh, Doctor Who. Uh, did you watch the uh, series finale and the Christmas episode? Yes. Aha. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I liked them. I liked the way the season ended. I liked the way they ended Clara. Okay, that's that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yes. I uh, I didn't. I didn't like, like, when she first died. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was like not a big fan of that death. I was like, that didn't seem... I mean, it was a good death, but it, it just seemed so short and sudden. Yeah. And then the idea that she could, like, go on and literally be the doctor with, a uh, What's her face? Um, me or my me, or whatever. Right, right. Me. Uh, be, <laughs> like, her companion. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. To be plucked out of that moment. That was yeah, cool. and she could literally go on forever. Like, yeah. there's no... I mean, they, they have to write a book series or something <laughs> on those adventures. That'd be amazing. Audio drama, big finish, something. Anything. It, it would be great. And then uh, the the Christmas episode, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I thought it was very sweet. Did you catch all of the references to the, the library episode? Maybe. Where, I well, think so. <laughs> well, well, she, River was talking about um, when she, like, uh, 
when when they met, he was wearing a suit at that at the diner. You know, he he, he was crying. Mm-hmm. That was all mentioned almost verbatim in the the library yeah. when she was doing at the very end of her. Work I forgot about episode. all that. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that must have been, like, when they brought her back, that that was going to be the episode that was going to be right before she goes to the library. Mm-hmm. Because she does say in that episode that you were much older. Uh, yeah. Last time. Oh. Brilliant. And what was it? The A day last 24 years or something years. on that planet? They had Which one, I thought was very sweet. They had one night, and how long did it last? 24 yeah. years. Yeah, that was cool. That was nice. I thought that was very sweet. And I liked, I said this to Pants earlier, I liked that he kind of saved all that sweetness for her because that's not the way he is portrayed in this season. Mm-hmm. He's been a lot more gruff. I mean, better, more personal with Jenna Coleman's character as as the end came, but to to see him act that way with River was a lot of fun. And, uh, Danny, I, I mentioned that uh, next month I'm going to the Gallifrey One convention out in L.A. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the fifth doctor's going to be there, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, the sixth. And John Hurt, the ward doctor's going to be there. Oh, wow. So I have a photo out with John Hurt. <laughs> uh, well... Can I also briefly tell you some more Doctor Who talk? Go ahead. I, I know this is, I have, there's actual comics involved here, folks. Go I have ahead. it on my list here. But They're coming. I've been going back and forth in my watching. Uh, I have the Blu-ray set. I just finished it with uh, the seventh, um, the seventh season. Okay. Which was the um, day of the, well, actually it was named, the name of Doctor Fowl by the day of the Doctor. I've also been watching the classic episodes from the beginning. I know people say, oh, you should skip around to this. Uh, so I just finished uh, Planet of the Spiders, which was John Pertwee's final okay. serial series, I have not watched a single Tom Baker oh, episode. I oh, have, wow. I have not seen any classic Who from the end of John Pertwee to the um, end of Special McCoy, with the exception of the five Doctors. I've seen that. Okay. All right. So I haven't seen any fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh Doctor serials. Wow. So I'm getting ready to start the Tom Baker stuff. But you did watch the eighth Doctor movie? Or? I did watch okay. that. All right. So I'm getting ready to start watching the Tom Baker with, with Robot. But have either of you watched a lot of the John Pertwee episodes? I did when they reran on like PBS as I was growing up. I watched a ton of them. I don't know how well I remember them all, okay. but I have watched a bunch. Danny, or no. Just, no, okay. No, I'm completely new to Doctor Who. I started with like the Davies run. I've seen one Tom Baker episode. That's it. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed, and I guess it's because of the, I'm a big fan of, like, the 60s TV, the black and white. I love the, the first Doctor, William Parnell, and I really love Patrick Troughton episodes. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, there there's a lot of those that are missing mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, but so when I got to the um, John Pertwee stuff, he his Doctor was trapped on Earth for a yeah. while. There was a lot of unit stories, and he was... This action doctor, 007-ish, yeah. with, like, his Venusi, the Keto, Hayano, and stuff. I didn't enjoy that, those serials, as much as I was hoping to. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the, the Tom Baker stuff. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, John Pertwee was fine and everything, but just... The, the unit stuff, also, I just didn't really care for a lot of unit I, stuff. I remember liking it much more fondly, being nostalgic about it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't hold up. From the ones that I have watched recently, my favorites are the Three Doctors episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the other ones that I've seen, eh, they're okay. But it, it it detracts from him so greatly that he's trapped on Earth, right. and everything comes to him. Um, sometimes Unit gets in the way of all that. Uh, yeah, they're not necessarily the best in the world. Right. I, I can get your point, and and Tom Baker just goes boom a hundred miles an hour from there on. Right. Well, anyway, as I was saying before, you surprised me. If I go, oh, my God, Danny's here. Uh, Sorry. Like, no, 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 no. That's no. fine. I, I sh- Guys, got to do your homework. <laughs> Figure out who's going to be on the show. <laughs> Six fist. So, anyway. <laughs> so, you guys did the episode of the top five annuals. Um, I was bashing that. That was actually sort of my idea to have the episode, and then I punked out on you guys. So I feel bad about that. But <laughs> I never could get my five. I got it down. I got my top three, though. So I want to briefly give my okay. top three. All right, go right ahead. Number three. We need to talk louder, murder. Go right ahead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or is it maybe might, might be my headphones too? No, no. It's uh, I'm not eating the. Oh mic. man, I'm using words. I'm using. I'm using Matt's headphones. He's coming later on. Does he? Don't tell him. Because <laughs> he might. Hurt. He'll get creeped out. Anyway, yeah. number three. Superman number 11. Ah, for the man who for has the everything. the man who has everything. Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons. I think, you, did you guys, was this one of your, someone's lists on the episode? Yeah, I think it was on yours or Chris's. It wasn't on mine because I've actually never read that annual. It wasn't on oh, mine. Just good, good stuff. Some heartbreaking stuff in there with yeah. his quote-unquote son. Yep. Oh, love that. Uh, my number two, this is actually was tough. This other days might be number one. Secret Origins number two. Oh, right, with the, the three different Flash annuals? The, the two Flash oh, annuals. Oh, right, right, not, not to... Uh, origins, yeah, that's what I meant. Right, right, yeah. Origins. So, uh, Barry and Wally. That's correct. Oh, God, help me out here. Um, on the on the forums... Oh, man, why am I just blanking on, on, his, on his name? Chris Beckett. Yes. Waxed eloquently on, on this issue. Uh, better than I can do here, but... It holds a special place in my heart because it's a Flash annual with Wally West, followed by the Barry Allen story. Barry Allen story, drawn by Carmen Infantino, wraps so wonderfully into his what happened to him in Crisis and just creates a whole great circle. And for years, he ha- that was Barry Allen's ending or continuation. It was it was perfect. Just leave Barry Allen alone. Yeah. And then they brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> they had a perfect closed circle. and They had a perfect closed circle. So, But it's it's a wonderful story. And my love for The Flash, you know, holds no bounds. So that was my number two. My number one favorite annual, DC Comics Presents number one. Mm. Which holds a distinction. It is the only comic book that I still own from my original buying in the 70s and 80s. Oh, wow. Um, I, I had this modest collection. I think a drawer full of comics back in like 82, 83. Are you still there, Daddy? Yeah, no, the chair. Bill's chair broke. Oh, no! I don't know what I did to it. Stupid Bill's chair. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm going to blame him. Um, I enjoyed the Superman team-ups. I actually had the first issue I got. Of, of that off the newsstands. Could never find issue number two until years later. But I had a Moss collection, and for some reason that was the only issue that I kept when I traded everything else in for baseball cards huh. back, in, back in the 80s. But it's a great story. It's a, it sort of has some crisis ties in. It's where the Supermans of Earth 1 and Earth 2 battle Luthers of Earth 1 and 2, and they end up going to Earth 3, where the, the Luther of Earth 3 is, is a hero. Yeah. And 
his, they, he, I think it's him, he meets Lois Lane in that issue. Right. That this is the first appearance of the Alex Luthor of Earth-3, although not the first appearance of Lois of Earth-3. Right. So, so that helps place, place my heart. So that's my favorite um, uh, annual. Yep, that my, was, num- my number one annual. It was on my list, too. I wonder if I have that one, because I have a bunch, not, not complete, but pretty darn close of all the crisis crossovers, tie-ins, appearances, and such and so forth. I may have picked that up somewhere along the way. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the, your Flash annual, what year was that? The, you mean the DC Comics Presents annual? The, the, the Secret Origins. The Secret Origins. Uh, Secret Origins. I want to say 87, uh, but we'll soon see. Yeah, let me just uh, look up here. That uh, was... Let's see, annual number two, annual 1988. So how much Flash had you read before that? Well, again, I didn't get it in 88. Okay, all right. When, when did this come out? Yeah, you know, I, I got back into comics around 80, 89, and, and as I was collecting things, okay. that was one of the issues I got, and I read it, and I, I loved it. I didn't read it when it first came out. Like I said, I traded all my comics away, got in baseball cards, got out of that 87, got back into comics in the late 80s. But before that, your old collection, did you have a lot of Flash, or did that come as you got I, back no, into I it? I had a decent amount of Flash. Um, I know I had the, the, the Iris Allen death issue, the, the 275. Mm-hmm. I could never get... At, this is like in the 70s when I was collecting in the early 80s. I could never, ever find on the newsstands the anniversary episode issues, like issues 300 of yeah. Batman and, and Flash. Those I could never find them. Um, and like with, I was mentioning about the uh, DC Comics Presents, I got issue number one with the Flash. Never found issue two. Yeah. So I, it was, you know, buying the newsstand at those days oh, was, yeah. was, was yeah, haphazard. Miss. So was, I, I didn't get a subscription either. I just bought them off the newsstand. So. Yeah. But I, I had a decent amount of flashes at that time. Yeah. Okay. So your love was well before that. Oh, for Barry Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I think he was my, my favorite, favorite hero cool. back then. So, Danny, as I was mentioning, this is just, you know, all over the place. However, I do have a lot to talk about. So if you've wanted anything, you got to jump in here, all right? Okay. Will do. All right. <laughs> but I think I'm good. Okay. So, from Halloween to Christmas Eve at the toy store, I worked the overnight shifts, uh, the 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Because um, it was busy during season, my job was to like put the ad signs up and do things, and you can really only do that during when the store is closed. Yeah, so, yeah. for the level and of stuff I, I, you were I doing. I loved it. I didn't have to deal with all the bat customers. Part of my mind with the batshit insanity of the, <laughs> the daytime stuff. I'd come in at night, oh, look at me, la, 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 I'll fix it. <laughs> um, but usually when I work during the day, I have to get out of the store, so I'd go out for lunch. Well, I couldn't go out for lunch at 2 in the morning because nothing was open. Nobody wanted me to leave anyway. So I would bring things in to read my breaks and lunch. So I did a lot of catching up on reading and other things overnight for those, you know, almost two months. Yeah. So I wanted to go over some of that stuff here and talk to you guys about it. The first thing that, well, I did read some issues but it was mostly trades okay but the, the one the first thing we were here that i that i read straight left was flashpoint uh, wow. however it's the elseworlds flashpoint from the late 90s I remember that. okay this is something this is by pat mcgreal and norm bray fogel again it's an elseworlds three issue a mini series which, which i did not buy when it came out and it's so, so i was picking my back issue bins at cons but for the longest time, I was missing one of the issues. Never read it. <laughs> then when I found it, I couldn't find all three of them together. <laughs> so when I was going through my comics during the summer, I managed. There's all three. Put them aside. <laughs> Didn't read them. So now I'll read them during the overnights. Mm-hmm. Better late than never. So this was. I, it was also Norm Brayfogle. I love his art. 
I never heard of the ride before. Pat McGreal. I never heard of him before, or or her for you know for God's sake. Pat McGreal. Unknown to me either. But it's the Elseworlds where the the hook is, you know, Barry Allen, fastest man alive, was doing all these hero things. But on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, in Dallas, save the president, he gets shot, and the next he's paralyzed. He can't run anymore. And it goes on from there. Really, really good stuff. There's a lot of Silver Age DC heroes coming in and out and villains and so forth. I really liked this. Wally West is in it. Um, just some gorgeous art. And I can't believe it took me so long to find this and read it. And That's I don't funny. believe it's traded anywhere that I, that I can, mm. I'm aware of. So you have to find it in back issue bins. Flashpoint came out. Cover dated December of 1999 to February of 2000. So if you get a chance to dig in the back issue, I'm sure it's a back issue bin, I dollar bin, so. fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I paid I, 50 cents. Of, uh, so <laughs> it's well worth, well worth your time. Right, but how long were you looking for that issue? Yeah, that I don't have in a database there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a matter of, first of all, finding the issue in the back issues, then finding the others I had in my collection to get all three of them together. <laughs> I'm a mess. My comics are over the house. And we'll get to that in a minute about things that I couldn't find. Anytime you want to have that sorting party, you know. We're well, I have to get the house. Ready here. I have to get the house where I can have guests again. I've because of the overnights, the house is still not cleaned up, and I'm sort of embarrassed to have guests over. But uh, I'll, I'll get it at some point because I want to have you guys over to help me sort my books. Yeah. And gals. Oh no! Count me out. <laughs> Unless I'm just coming to hang out, I don't sort well, comics. Well, sure. What about all the times of wild pig sales? You got burned, burned basement, from wild right? pigs. I don't sort those. Oh, you don't? No. Oh. I stopped doing that years ago. I was like, no more. All right. So you're very smart. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm allergic to dust, so that oh, just is not it. Yeah, yeah. That's you not can, good. You can come in a hermetically sealed suit. That's, yeah, pretty much. That's not good. All right, so the next thing that I read, I had a couple of trades. I had read the first one, had read the second one, but haven't read the first one in years. Preacher. So I dug out Preacher's Volume 1 and 2. Um, and I heard you guys talking in the last episode that yeah. you have had the same issues 1 and 2. Yeah, trade, but, but I have yet to read. I read I read an issue or two of number 1, Volume 1. So I got back into this. Loved this. Oh, my God. The... The humor, the violence, and I think even Danny mentioned the, the love story, right? Yeah, there's a love story. Yeah, between Jess, I mean, Jesse I and I vaguely Tula. remember. <laughs> oh, my God. This is wonderful. Now, the, the first two trades, I think, cover up to issues uh, up, up to issue 17. And I think this ran for over, like, 70 issues. I'm going to just... Quickly go down here and see if I can find the exact number. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sorry, 66 issues. I never read this when it came out. Never, wasn't on my radar. But now I'm sort of at the point, because you guys talked about they solicited the, um, was it the Omnibus for Preacher? Yeah, something Omnibus. Oh, they're doing an Omnibus? Some hardback special fancy Ooh. edition. Yeah, what, what do they call though, the big oversized? Absolutes. Absolute. That's what they're doing there. Which oh, that'll look pretty in a bookcase. Yeah, but I think that covers issues 1 to 26. Well, I already have the first two trades, and normally I'm an issues guy. I have, I like, I have the issues, but with Preacher, those back issues ain't cheap, a lot of them. Yeah. So, I was like, hmm. I think you should sell the trades and buy the book. What? 
Oh, don't don't encourage me. <laughs> um, I actually think I believe I got these at the Wild Pig Comics, yeah. half off sale at 14 South yeah, Michigan Avenue, Kennewood, New Jersey. Um, so now I got to figure out what I'm going to, how I'm going to continue on because I want to continue on with this. These are these are such good reads. Absolutely. Yep. No, I'm not going to get the absolute. I think I might just you know. Find use trades. Subliminal Shane over here. Find use trades. <laughs> Enabler Shane. <laughs> but now, now Dan- is the time too. The TV series is premiering. Well, in just a few yeah, that's yeah, the other thing. Now, Daddy, have you read the whole series? Yes, I read it uh, years ago. Okay. Probably, I think I was reading the. I can't remember if the trades were coming out as the issues were coming out, but I definitely finished the series like, right around the time that all the trades came out. Now, is it safe to say that you liked the whole of Starman as well, Pants? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That I read when it came out. Com- compare the two. Do you like that better because it's a little bit more adult? Oh, more... It's, it's hard to compare the two okay. of them there. Yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah, okay. it's like apples and oranges. I mean, you know. It's off the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> crazy and really Dirty, but not necessarily for the sake of just like titillating or anything. It's really got some funny stuff. There's some really good stuff. I, I wish I could go into more details, but it is sort of like you know NC17 or whatever. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking forward to how they do it in the TV series. Is that on AMC? AMC, yeah, yeah. But oh, and just just these first two trades. His backstory. Oh my God, that childhood he had is awful. Just goddamn. Awful. And, oh. and did you see who's playing the cast on, of the movie? I mean, the TV show? I think, didn't you guys say the guy who played Howard Stark? Yeah. Is, oh, yeah, somebody is, did say that. Just... Yeah. He's uh, Jesse. The girl who played Flowers on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is Tulip. Oh, okay. Oh, that and then, sense. I don't know if you've ever, there's a British show called The Misfits. Yes, I know. Of. And one of the characters, oh, I forget his name, is uh, um, the vampire whose name is oh, uh, Cassidy, Cassidy, right? Cassidy, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. So, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to look forward to watching, and I didn't watch a trailer for that at all, but I'm, no, I'm going to watch the, the series and read the book. But, oh, again, good stuff. And I'd say, why did I wait so long to read this? I... I haven't read much past second trade of Sandman either. Oh, oh wow. Oh, now that I'm loving. So it's like, I'm going to turn in my card and just, you know, live in. I shouldn't be allowed to be outside the house without, you know, reading these, these books here. Oh, God, if that could only happen. <laughs> I would no. love to be trapped in the house and just, the only point is to get out of the house, you have to read everything in your room. Oh, time um, enough at last. Yeah. Time, time. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so. Don't forget your spare glasses. <laughs> yes, I, so, so I, I read that. And now another thing, which which I had, and this is this is a hefty tome. This actually was, I believe, the book of the month in episode six sixty six in Matt's alternate reality episode <laughs> from Hell. I've never read that. I tried to read that. Al Moore and Eddie Campbell. So I have the whole shebang. It's all all reprinted here. Um, this its publishing history uh, is. A little odd. I think it came out through like Kitchen Sink, mm-hmm. and of, you know it was actually an issue form originally. I think it was like was it sixteen issues here, uh, or maybe I'm not have that calf correct. It looks like there are ten issues, 
But there was other supplements and things. This actually collects all the issues, all the appendices, all the extra stuff. Eddie Campbell. It, this was published, it looks like, in 1991 it started out. This is, well, basically this is Alan Moore's take on the White Temple murders or Jack the sure. Ripper murders. And he pulls from so many sources, and he has a, a very detailed and quite enjoyable to read these appendices. Appendices? Appendices, yes. Appendices here, where he goes over almost the fine-tooth comb, all, all, all the things in, in the book explains him, and that was a quite What I did is I read each chapter and the appendix, okay. back chapter back. Initially, the land of the book had a little bit of Watchmen too, with the nine-panel grid playing with that. But as it got along, it, it got a little bit away from that because this came out like after after Watchmen. There, yeah. um, I it, it's compelling, you know. It, I, it's who knows what actually happened with Jack the Ripper, but he, he made some good points. Um, I'm I'm not sure I'll read it again. It wasn't bad, but it's it's not the Al Moore that that I, that I, that, I, that I'm used to. If that's I don't know. That's even a terrible thing to say, um, but. Actually, the appendices were really fun to read his details. And it, one of the last things he goes into is talks about the history of theories of Jack the Ripper and, and all these different people, you know, giving out their theories of what happened and catching in on and stuff. And there's a panel in one of these things back here where they, he makes fun of coming soon from hell the movie, which of course about five years later they made a movie <laughs> from hell. <laughs> oh god, with Johnny Depp and Heather Graham, roller girl. Um, <laughs> but I digress. But I'm, I'm glad I read it. But I had that sitting around for years. Probably have five, six years I had that sitting around the house. I just never yeah. got a chance to read it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to read it overnight. and Read it once. Might not read it again. Preacher, though, I really loved. Continuing on here, what do I have here next? Um, remember when we used to read manga, actually, on the show? Oh, yeah. I do yeah. remember that. Yes. Death Monster. Note and uh, Monster. Monster. Yeah. So I dug out my monster, which was, uh, it's, oh my god, Naoki Urasawa's monster. We actually read the first, first two, two yeah. volumes as an off-the-rack. Book of the Month. Sorry, Book of the Month. And then did a repeat with volumes, or what did we Three uh, and an four. An encore with three and four. So I dug, this is an amazing story. It's about a, a Japanese surgeon in Germany who's playing, trying to play the politics of the hospital. Doesn't do too well. You know, gets fired. There's he, he saves. They're telling him who who to operate. He's a great surgeon. Hell, go back and listen to the book of the month club. What am I explaining it? But <laughs> it's a real page turner. Love the end. I read the first four. It's like I have I have all twenty volumes. Do you? Oh, I do. Wow. I got them over the years. Holy cow! I couldn't freaking find the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I found one and two. I said, Oh, I know where they are. I told that I didn't know where they oh, are. Man. I found like 13, 14, 15. But where are the others? I'm like pulling my hair out. God damn it. Like starting, it's, it's, a, it's a quick read. Not that it's a, you know, bad, but it's wonderful, suspenseful. I remember, it's like, oh, I can't find it. I am going insane. I have to get these things organized. But, oh, but you guys haven't followed up on this at all? I have read up to maybe volume eight. Okay. So if you want three through eight. I've I'll... read up to eight. I don't okay. remember. But I, see, I had to go back to the beginning because I forgot it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most of us <laughs> that I can remember, that I know of the guys, you, you read things, you forget about it. Oh, not yeah. too much long after you've read it. Depends on what it is, but yeah. But this was so great. But now it's like, oh, I don't, I'm around <laughs> there. Where the are they? Yeah. Story They're in the paper pit. 
I do remember that Matt and I didn't uh, care for it as much as uh, some of the other people in the in the discussion for that episode. I, I think it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but she, I think she was host of a podcast of her own or a blog or something called called Hey Supergirl. Um, yeah, she is a sort of a on and again, off again comics journalist. Matt actually dated her for a little while. What? And um, so she, I, I remember that Matt and I expressed. Uh, I don't know, just uh, Stephanie Mangold. Oh, that's right. Okay, Stephanie. Hey Supergirl. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, how did I not know we dated her? I didn't know it myself until well after it had happened. Oh, okay. I think they maybe would have. Well, that's Matt being secret the most. Yes, he's, he, he, does, he does like to you know, keep it close to the just compartmentalize, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember we, we uh, took issue with uh, the way certain characters behaved in the first volume. It felt like our, our reactions to uh, the misfortunes that the lead character was undergoing were being scripted for us. And so uh, it was. Uh, this is something that uh, didn't really relate to the main themes or thrust of the work, you know, and perhaps we were denied ourselves some good suspenseful reading material uh, after that, but we uh, just kind of dropped off after this. Well, I loved it. At some point, I will find in my collection the <laughs> other, well, I found about maybe five of them, the other, like, 13 volumes I, I have. Because, again, going to conventions, put them together. Where the frack are they? I envision a, a torch and a fedora and a whip <laughs> getting things out of the way trying to find them. See, but things, th- those are boxed up somewhere because they're not single issues, yeah. but it's like, what box are they in? <laughs> what did I put them in? Oh, they're fighting around with spits. All right. So, the thing I had sitting around the house for quite a while, maybe like two or three years, was an actual book book. Oh, a book book. A novel. Okay. Maybe not a novel. A novel. But a book. By some guy named Tom King, a once crowded <laughs> sky. Oh, bless you. He gave us these, God bless Tom, a couple oh, years yes. ago when he was in the studio. <laughs> my, my copy is, is signed to CGS. Thank you for yours for years of incredible, amazing, astounding content. I listened to it all. Of course, this looks any longer because he's afraid of reviews and so forth. <laughs> Not just us, everybody. That's what he tells me. But so it's been a while since I read a... I think the last book book I read was... Are you okay, Daddy? Use the stupid chair. <laughs> it keeps like falling forward and stuff. You can see her on Skype every now and then. She shrinks. I know. A I just bit. fall. <laughs> I don't want to make her feel bad, so I'm not laughing. No, it's really bad. I keep texting Bo. Like, I think I broke your chair. No, it's fixed. No, I broke it. No, it's fixed. I don't know what's wrong. No, he broke it. He should have known. So anyway, a once crowded sky, and I think the last book book I read. Was the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay? Wow, another, that's another going upcoming back. book it's About ten years ago now. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, it, it is a novel. It's right there, a novel. A novel. But so now, nobody else has read it yet. You guys? No, I haven't. Yet. Oh. I read it. You did read it. Yeah. Fantastic. I read it a while ago. Uh, I again, I regret waiting so long to read this. Um, I need to read it again because a lot of things happen. It's like helps on a second reading. Some of the way his writing, some of these scenes I thought were just, I, I thought I was there. There's a scene in the diner where there's all kinds of things happening just like this. And just the way he wrote it, oh, it was just wonderful. It, it's basically about the twilight of superheroes, sort of less. It, it, it's reverse Watchmen, I think it's been described as. There are a few illustrations in here by Tom Fowler. But, I mean, if you like what he's doing with Grayson, mm-hmm. with Absolutely. the vision... With um, Omega Men, Omega Men, the soldier of Babylon, and is Sheriff Sheriff of Babylon, Sheriff of Babylon, 
you owe it yourself to, to read A Once Crowded Sky. I mean, he was kind enough to give us copies. And, again, Tom, I'm so sorry it took me this long to read it. But I'm glad I did read it. Wonderful. I probably should read more book books, but I'm lazy to have to I need pictures and things to, to go to. Well, it's actually kind of amazing. There aren't a huge amount of books that are about superheroes. Right. Like, you can find licensed books, but there it's it, it always blows my mind that it's really hard to find a book that happens to be, like, take place in, like, a superhero-type universe. That isn't licensed. Yeah, it, and I would love to read more stuff like that. Like, there's, you know, science fiction and fantasy, but there's not a lot of, like, superhero books, and I think, I feel like that's just a genre that could do really well right now. Yeah. Yeah, with all the stuff out there, absolutely. Yep. So, another thing that I wanted to catch up on that I found in my, that I found in my collection were the um, Darwin Cook books on Parker. Sure. Yes. Uh, Richard, well, Richard Stark's Parker. Uh, the Hunter, The Outfit, and The Score. Of course, there's a fourth book in this, which I bought, which I couldn't <laughs> find! I which was the reason for reading these in the first place. I see a theme going on. Jiminy. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, let's see if I can find the actual... Um, now, Pants, I don't know how you get past... Not, Slayground. Not finding the last book. And that's book a hardcover. Where the hell is that in my collection? <laughs> when I can't find something like that, I dedicate my entire next day or two or Oh, week. I looked for it. Okay. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's like... I have to, like, step over things, move things. I got to move things. It's like, you know, I'm just going to go take a nap. And then once you get so far, you can't remember what you moved the first time to move to uh, find the first thing. But anyway, Darwin Cook is from IDW based on the um, Richard Stark um, Parker books. It actually was a movie with um, Jason Statham. Well, yes, but there was one back in the 60s. Oh, oh with, I don't know that. Oh, sorry. Oh, with Lee Marvin in it. Oh, I think it was, wow. Yeah. I didn't know. I that. think payback is was also payback was with Mel yeah. Gibson. That's but, Mel Gibson, right? Okay. Uh, but I didn't realize there was one back in the '60s. Maybe. Yeah, but you know, getting Darwin Cook drawing stuff, stories in the '60s of yeah. noir, this tough guy detective. Oh man, I devoured this stuff up. And and again, I'd read all these before. I was going read up to get to this, and I can't <laughs> find Slay Ground. This came out in uh, December, and I, I have record that I bought it. I got a half of a DCPS. I can't freaking find it. It's there. But have you guys read uh, any of these books? Anybody? I read the first one, but I, I have all the others. Three of them, I think, or two of them. I don't remember. We have all of them. Okay. And I have the novel of the first one that came out, too. Oh, such good stuff. I mean, I love Doran Cook's artwork. and Because yeah. each each one sort of has a, a single... Wash color. Wash color through yeah. it. And oh, it's gorgeous and gritty, I guess is, is a word, and just... Oh, you feel like you're right there, and it's in the him drawing stuff in like New York and Miami in the '60s. Yeah, ah. that's awesome. It's gorgeous. It says, "What do you think of that era with it, with these tough mob guys?" Yeah, oh, wonderful. So that's pretty much the stuff I was reading overnight at the, at the toy store, and God, I was going to find cool. more. I <laughs> because sometimes I I'm not motivated to to read. Like I'm just like mm, I don't feel like I'm going to watch. I want to watch TV or take a nap or whatever, but. I actually did a lot of catching up on things, and that's good. Makes, that makes me want to read more. Makes me want to find. Makes me organize my collection. I can't find these things. <laughs> makes me mental. That aggravates me more than not. I, as aggravated as I am that I can't read everything that I have, I'm more aggravated when I can't find something I know I have. Mm-hmm. 
whether I'm going to read it right that minute or not, just knowing that I have it and can't find it drives me insane. Have you guys read anything recently? The only thing that I caught up on over uh, my Christmas break, I was off work uh, between Christmas and New Year's, and I I, I had a, in my head a, a little bucket list of things I wanted to do that I never get to do. I wanted to play a little video games, watch some stuff on Netflix that I was trying to catch up on, Is watch a movie. bucket list the right term for that? Probably not. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. No, you're not going to die, are you? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> and um, read some comics. So... I played some video games with some things the kids got for Christmas, and that was like fun. What? Uh, Super Mario Kart for the Wii U and the Mario Ooh. Maker and the Mario game that goes along with the Wii U. I can't remember what it's actually called. It's so just you Mario have a Wii U. I was Wii U'd out with Mario by the time <laughs> Christmas break was over. Um, I also watched uh, the movie. One of the movies I got for Christmas was the Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and I watched that. And I was catching up on... Alias, which I'm in the middle of the second season now, as well as I started watching Jessica Jones over break past. I had watched oh, the first episode. Oh, so you're talking about the Jennifer Garner Alias. Both of them, yeah. Oh, I, I, man. Here's the stupidity of me. Not having read the Alias comic book yet that Jessica Jones is based on, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there the other night going back and forth between Jennifer Garner Alias, Jessica Jones, and I'm Alias <laughs> Investigations. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, I'm like, God, you dumbass. You're watching both Alias things every <laughs> <Yeah>. other episode. <laughs> Is it Fredo or is it Frodo? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I felt stupid. I, I gave myself a little shmeesh face. Oh, a what? Some, like a, Did you say shmeesh? Shmeesh. Yeah, I call it a shmeesh face. We have a little thing on the IM at work and okay. I call it the shmeesh face. Okay. Um, so I was catching up on that. And then I also organized some of my comics. I downloaded all the codes for all the Marvel books I had, which was about 100 that I had not downloaded. So I did all that. And I caught up on... The main Star Wars title, which I didn't realize I had gotten at least six months behind on that. So I read all of those um, within a couple days. So I got to do a little bit of everything I wanted to. Um, So that's other than like the book of the month stuff that we're going to do coming up and um, trying to read a little bit of the – Oh, God, the novel that I'm reading. the Oh, boy, what's it called? Ready Player One. I'm still trying to finish oh, that. Okay. Oh, that book is so good. And um, yeah, like I remember you uh, selling Shane on it in Stone Harbor this yeah, year, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really fun book. I got a copy of it for Christmas myself. Nice. Um, a book. I got a book for Christmas. What the heck was it? Boy, I can't remember. Um, but I did get a novel that I that I wanted to get and read. Mm. And I bought the the new Star Wars book recently, the, the Force Awakens novel, to try and read that as well. Because I, I, I don't mind reading a couple novels at the same time because they're usually different genres. And then whatever mood I'm in, I just pick up that one and I read it. And it may take me longer to finish a novel because of that, but I, I enjoy it more because I don't feel tasked to read a novel. Um, See, so yeah, I was happy with getting to do a little bit of everything. But the Star Wars comics, oh, my God, they were great. Out oh, of really? this world. Yeah. I... I I still like some of what – who was it that wrote the Dark Horse one? Brian Wood? The Dark Horse Star Wars Yeah, series. it was Brian Wood. I still enjoy that just a tiny bit more for the story that was being told. But these new ones are just fantastic too. I've, I, I have not read one that I've looked at and go, oh, that was kind of a turd. I've enjoyed <laughs> all of them. Now, these new ones are they – are, they're canon. Yes, they are. Now, do they – oh, God. They, they take place – after A New Hope? The main Star Wars title and Darth Vader takes place after A New Hope. There's a Kanan one that takes place before Rebels because it's the last Padawan. 
So it's his the ending of his training type time before um, all the Jedi are slaughtered. Um, there's a Chewbacca mini, a Princess Leia mini, and a Lando mini. I've only read the Princess Leia one, which also takes place after A New Hope. Um, the other ones I haven't read Chewbacca and Lando, but I have. Okay. Um, Shattered Empire. Oh, is that the one that takes place after Jedi? That's Force Awakens. Yep, that leads up to Force Awakens. Journey to the Force Awakens. Okay. Yes. And, and you're, you're loaning to me at some point. You yeah, told me. yeah. And on it the air, you mentioned, give me, give me, give me, give me. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> it's not like it gives you a huge bit of story leading to the Force Awakens, but it's it is a nice story okay. to read going into it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying. They're doing a lot of good stuff with those books, with the Star Wars books at Marvel. I've been very happy. I'm finding that I'm just not reading many superhero titles right now. I'm reading a few. But I, I pretty much now dropped DC altogether. I was getting Grayson, but they're going to a crossover with, with We Are Robin or like old Robin things. Like you know, I'm done. I'll, buy, I'll, I'll get it in like dollar bins because yeah. like you, Murd, that's that. It didn't for a while, but now the three nine nine price point is really oh, bugging the piss out of me. It's bugging me a lot. And it's like you know, and more and gra- more. Granted, specials. I get a nice DCBS discount. But, oh yeah, you know. But more and more are now approaching that five dollar mark for an extra issue, an anniversary, a special, an annual, and that's a lot of money. Yeah, and as I've just already gone through, I have a lot of books I can be reading instead. Yeah. Or like I can go to a convention and get dollar books from the seventies and so forth. Why am I spending four dollars on a new book? That's now I'm still getting Justice League, and I'm still getting the Star Wars stuff, and. uh I am getting Grayson. That's about it. It's a total of 10 to 12 books a month. That's it. But I, I am getting Doctor Strange because that's Jason Aaron. That's really good. I, I also am getting uh, the Mighty Thor that's Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. So with this all new, all different, they did the Mighty Thor mm-hmm. because it's like they had, that, they had the Thor, which I guess ran 25 issues, which was from the Marvel Now, which... Yeah. I loved, I got on board with that. I actually read issue one, as I mentioned, before it came out at a, at a convention yeah, on yeah. the panel with Marvel down in Baltimore. Loved it. Then they introduced the female Thor and had a series for that. And now they relaunched it again, which kind of bugged me. Bugged me too. But, uh, spoilers, does everybody know who the female Thor is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think by now everybody must. Okay, because it it's, it's on the cover. It's, it's Jane Foster. Right. And, of course, you know, she's going through her cancer treatment, which is a, a nice st- storyline. It's like, okay, because when she turns into Thor, all that stuff goes away. And it's like, you know, with what we've all been through and I've all been through over the last sure. couple of years with cancer, you know, it's kind of close to, to home how they hit. So that, that's very intriguing. And I really like what they're doing with, with this. So that's one of the books that I'm reading going forward that superhero-related. Uh, I picked up and have read... Actually, the next two issues, the first two issues of the new Daredevil. I was just going to ask about Daredevil and Hawkeye for you. Oh, I also, I also, I'm also getting Hawkeye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said I'm not getting any. I'm getting, well, I keep no, going on. But no, it's, it's pretty, much, pretty much those four yeah. is what I'm getting that superhero related. It's not like we're getting 30 a, a month anymore. No. Because um, I wanted to give a chance. Uh, I think it's well known that he's back in New York and he's now working for the DA's office, Matt Murdock. And there's a, there's a sidekick. And I know, um, oh, God, what's his name? Um, Sewell, Charles Sewell, actually, you know, knows a lot about laws, but he's a bit of a lawyer, and so I'm sure he's got a lot to write about here. I'm just not digging the direction it's going, and, you know, Ron Garney's art is, 
eh, it's okay, but I'm just I was spoiled by Wade yeah. and Samney, and before that, um, why am I drawing a blank? Martin, oh, oh God. Paulo Rivera, Paulo Rivera. Oh, right, right, right. So I was spoiled by all that and Mark Wade. Yeah. Sort of like when I was reading um, the, the Brew Baker and the Bendis Daredevil when that ended and Shadowland came in. It's like, so I, you know. it's not as bad as Shadowland, but it's like, I, I'm not sure. I'm going to continue on with Daredevil. I, no. think I, might, I have think issue three or four already ordered, but I'm not sure I'm going to go on with this. Again, Three ninety nine price point. It's like, yeah, I got to yeah, be really that. picky. And uh-huh. well, now how about the uh, Mark Wade and Chris Somney Black Widow series? It's coming. I've ordered that. I heard you guys talking about that in the previous episode. I'm looking forward to that very, very much. Great team. Yeah. Because I, I I read and again they just had a Black Widow series which I thought did very well. Phil Noto artwork on Black Widow. Are you yep. kidding me? That was awesome. Had the whole series, read the whole series, loved it, and now they're relaunching again. And that's the thing that bugs me. I'm old. Get off my lawn. All these <laughs> relaunches and things. Well, like, oh. it seems worse with Marvel. I know it's not this way, but it seems like it's every year. But, you know, that's it's the nature of the beast. Pretty close to it. Yeah. I mean, some series had two number ones in 2015. I know. Squirrel Girl. Exactly. Anyone? Yeah. Didn't they make a joke about that in the first issue? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. In the second first issue? Only our second, second number one issue this year. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but actually, recently, I've been on, a, like, a, a Brian K. Vaughn kick, because, of course, I'm getting Saga. The Private Eye, I just got that deluxe hardcover. I'm mm-hmm. about halfway th- Actually, no, I'm about more than halfway through that. Three quarters of the way through that. Paper Girls. Really That's enjoying so that. And We Stand on Guard, which I'm angry about, because I had no idea it was going to be only a six-issue series. Yeah. Six-issue <laughs> series. Where the U.S. invades Canada, and what goes on with that? What? A, what? A, it was so well executed, and then I, I've had it through, and it's, and it's in six issues away. But we're, I never saw it anywhere. <laughs> it was going to be six yeah. issues away. The image wasn't exactly transparent about that when they solicited. The I mean, first maybe it was. I, just, I was just like, oh, Brian Cable, la 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 la. <laughs> but read it, loved it. How could you have known? I just oh, that makes me crazy. Speaking of issues, crazy. Speaking of series. That you thought we had to go on forever and turn out to be not. Is anybody following the, the Lois and Clark Superman where it's the pre Flashpoint? I right. read the first In, issue nope. and I had What is it the called? Others. Is it called Superman it's Lois? Superman Lois, Lois and Clark. Clark. Okay. Because Lee Weeks, is it Lee Weeks and Dan Jurgens? Yeah. That I actually might go back and find in the back issues if it's only going to be, was it eight issues? I think it's, it's going to oh, It's limited really? now. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. I don't think it was solicited oh, that way at first. Oh, let me go uh, find it out. Not, I don't disbelieve you, but I'm just saying that it was not uh, described as a miniseries in previews when it was That's first aggravating. announced. Yeah, I'm going to try and find it. I just thought that that was going to be ending, and it's like, wait, what? I thought it was. <laughs> Maybe it uh, began as an ongoing series, but became abruptly limited. Yeah. That's uh, one of my 10 or 11 books I order every month. Yeah. <laughs> So that will be one less if it ends. Yeah. I got the first few issues. Have you have you read them? No, I read oh, the first one. I loved they're, it. They're, they're Eleven years, I'll come back and talk to you about them. I guess. <laughs> right, you <I> ought <laughs> But you skimmed them, right? Oh uh, well, actually, I'd, uh, no. Well, yeah, I, I did. I did. I, well, I saw you, that they're. You've, you've gone on record. Still... And you skim all your books. Not all of them. Oh, not all of them. And I'm skimming fewer and fewer <laughs> of them as time wears on. I, I must confess. But yeah, I, I did. I noticed that uh, Clark uh, 
pre-Flashpoint Clark has a beard, and he and Lois and their little boy are now living under an assumed name in a little rural area. And I know there's supposed to be a an encounter between the uh, post-Flashpoint and fr- pre-Flashpoint Superman in an yep. upcoming issue of Gene Wen Yang's uh, Superman series. That is correct. Uh, I'm trying to find on it, but I, 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 I know it's canceled. It's, it's going to be a finite series. That's a shame. But that's... When I start going to these conventions in the summer, I'm going to start looking for these. Some of those. That's going to be my target list, Daredevil. My list. If it's still going on, I mean, yeah, you know, supporting them. Ah, crap! I don't want to support them. I want to get them in cheap bids for a dollar. <laughs> now, do Grr. you keep a running list of things you think to look for at conventions? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either in my mind or you know, on a hard copy. There, I always print a list. I have my comic base. Actually, I have it open right now, and then my laptop here, the my database program. Speaking of conventions, okay. Oh, no, no, yeah, please. You guys interrupt me. I'm going to keep going on and I am my, going to interrupt you this wailing time. my hands around like a yeah. maniac. Yeah, before we wander too far away from the subject of recent things that we've read. Oh, yes, by all means. Yeah, so uh, let me throw in my two cents on a Marvel series. 2004? Uh, no, uh, actually this year. <laughs> oh! Yep, I've, uh, I'm sorry. Three issues in already. It's uh, something we talked about when we read previews. We were kind of interested in seeing uh, what it would turn out to be. The James Robinson written Leonard Kirk illustrated Squadron Supreme series. Oh, yeah. Has okay. That. It's very much a post-Secret Wars series. Um, it's a ragtag group of uh, survivors of uh, various alternate realities destroyed in the events leading up to Secret Wars. They were all mem- – well, not all of them actually. Uh, that Most of them were members of Squadrons Supreme on their own respective Earths, plus Blur from the new universe, you know, the, Mar- the Jim Shooter-driven uh, 1980s Marvel project, a whole line of books set in their own more realistic, quote-unquote, uh, superhero universe. Uh, separate and distinct from the main Marvel universe. That has now been destroyed. And this, this, Danny, are you, are you falling down again? No, did, yes. He did fall down. Bill's stupid chair. Oh, my God. Which he told me has been doing it for a while, so it's oh, not so why my did he fault. fix it? I don't know. And I was like, where's the other chair? He's like, I brought it to the comic book store. <laughs> he to, left you with the crappy chair. I'm going to report that chair and bring him up on charges of domestic abuse. Seriously. Bugger. Stupid chair. Yes. Sorry. Bill. Anyway, it's only eight issues long. Lowson Clark got it from... Uh, Okay, this is confirmed. Got it from a Dan Jurgens tweet here, yes. All right. Then I That's guess, sad. Well, I'll, listen, I'll just go ahead and buy the remaining issue. Yeah. I actually probably would have jumped off after another issue or two if not for that. But uh, if it's only eight, if it's a limited-term com- commitment, sure, I'll keep up. Uh, but anyway, Squadron Supreme. So it's a bunch of characters from different versions of the Squadron, different uh, timelines, different alternate realities, none of which exist. They've all been dumped on uh, the... Uh, sole remaining post-Secret Wars Marvel Earth now, and they've all got a serious mad-on for Namor, a member of the Illuminati of the main Marvel Universe, because he actually brought about the demises of several of their realities. And uh, so, no, spoilers here, of course, that was supposed to be the... uh, uh, that, That was supposed to be the motivation of these characters. It was supposed to be the main theme of the series. And, uh, uh, wouldn't you know, they go ahead and confront Namor... Uh... God, Danny! ...destroy the city of Atlantis... You know, the Hyperion just picks it up out of the ocean and uh, dashes it to, to Earth and destroys it. And then they laser off Namor's head. And uh, there it is. There's the raison d'etre for this team uh, already up in smoke. So what, what, what's what's going to happen going forward? It, it's, uh, it, it feels a little uh, loose-knit and random and uh, not very well mapped out, honestly, so far. Um, uh, uh, the second issue, uh, prov- there's not that much characterization, really, not that much mm-hmm. development of the characters in the first issue. They're all just standing around uh, arguing over whether they should kill Namor or not. And halfway through the issue, they decide that, yes, they will, and yes, they do. <laughs> uh, so 
Then in the second issue, we get character moments. And uh, the third issue is a big fight scene between them and the Uncanny Avengers, one of the you know, six different Avengers squads that Marvel's fielding these days. <laughs> um, uh, it's a team with uh, – it includes Deadpool and Rogue and uh, Steve, the elderly Steve Rogers. And uh, issues one and two both end on the same cliffhanger. It reveals uh, the, sequ- uh, the Uncanny Avengers standing there ready to go up against the Squadron Supremes. And, uh, so th- but that doesn't actually happen until the third issue. And then that issue ends with uh, the whole team being shunted off to Weird World uh, to have a rendezvous with Archon the Imperion. Uh, his wife Thundra brought them there to help him, I guess. But it, it, it so far it feels kind of like the the seventies Freedom Fighters series, actually. In that oh, okay. uh, it's a bunch of characters uh, who are not from the mainstream reality of you know, the, the superhero uni- uh, the, the publisher's superhero universe, um, like the mainstream universe of the publisher putting the book out. You know, like, so uh, the Freedom Fighters came to Earth One from Earth X and had. Uh, uh, they, they, they find themselves uh, refugees from the law and uh, were just kind of uh, bouncing around Earth-1 for several issues until they were canceled. Uh, Squadron Supreme seems to be much the same thing. It's a bunch of refugees from uh, no longer existing alternate realities that uh, uh, are now uh, trying to find... Uh, by the second issue, they've decided to just become like a, the authority, basically. Uh, extreme protectors of this of the main Marvel Earth, Earth-616, who will defend it uh, no matter what the cost, by any means necessary. And uh, so already they've uh, – it, it just feels a little bit haphazard. And uh, Robinson uh, – hate to say it since we all still love James Robinson and respect what he did on Starman at least, but I kind of feel what he said about himself in Airboy where he sort of bears his soul and reveals that he's very sensitive about the fact that people believe that he's just the Golden Age guy and he's kind of a hack and that nothing that else that he attempts to do besides Golden Age characters turns out well. I hate to say it, but I don't think Squadron Supreme is going to change that uh, – opinion that uh, certain people seem to have of him and his work. Hmm. So, yeah, th- three issues in, uh, it's uh, it's not gelling all that well. And I'm going to stick with it. I, I kind of like the Squadron Supreme, even though yeah. this is... Uh, yeah, that this, is one of your favorite this groups. This sort of crazy quilt version of the Squadron. It's uh, ver- members of uh, different versions of the team who don't really know each other. So putting throwing them together as a team, the only thing that they really had to unite them was their common hatred of Namor, and they took care of that in the very first issue. So, you know... I, I didn't notice as I was reading the issues uh, 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 who was doing the editing, and I looked it up on uh, Comic Book DB. It turns out it's being edited by like five different people. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> might help to explain why it's. Wow. Uh, I'm reading it as such a uh, hodgepodge yeah. of different styles, influences, and directions okay. over the first three issues. So there's my two cents on that. Now, Danny, has Bill brought you anything home from the store recently that <laughs> was pretty cool? You want to talk about? Uh, not really. I mean, at this point, we're, we're switching mostly to trades. Oh, okay. So, I have a small list of things that we're doing monthly, so I caught up on, pretty much, it's just Batgirl, Squirrel Girl, um, what else is on that list? Saga, Bitch Planet, I feel like there's something else, but... That's pretty much it. Like, that's the only things that are... And then the rest of the stuff is just he's going to get in trades every... uh, When they come out now. How are you liking the new artwork on Batgirl? I love it. Me too. I love the hell out of that book. It is fantastic. Yep. Yeah, it's really... uh, It's it's Disney-esque in a way. The faces, the eyes. um, It's a lot of fun to look at that book. It's fun. It's energetic. It's perfect for that book and what they're doing with it it's 
it's the one DC book that I'm just in love with. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think I was talking about conventions. Is that what I, I lost track? Yeah, you were yes, I think you were going to segue into conventions. Right, so I need to get to some conventions to go through these back issues and, you know, get these cheap things for a dollar. Um, besides Gallifrey 1 and, and London Super Comic Convention, I don't have anything else that I'm looking to go for until um, Heroes Con. Uh, Heroes Con, Shane? Why are you looking at me always? Because you always want to say, I'm not a go. You never I'd go. Love you to go. were there once. I was there once, and I loved it. That's still, that's still, that one time still is one of my favorite conventions I was ever at. That was a lot of fun. But you're going to go? If I can get the time off, yes. Uh, June, June 17th, 18th, and 19th. That's always over my weekend, uh, my birthday, or Father's Day, too, which... Party down <laughs> south for Shane. Come on. I have that other thing that 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 has to be thought of the family part of it. Family, family. Along for all the other many family entertainment options that don't exist in Charlotte. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I hear there's a strip club down the street from the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I've Matt, heard good things. My youngest will be right on they there. Have a, they have a breakfast buffet there, is what I heard. Isn't there a oh movie theater where you can eat dinner while you watch a movie? I beg your pardon. Isn't there a movie theater where you can eat dinner while you watch a that's, movie? That's where I saw the uh, <laughs> relaunched X Men. X Men. Those Christmas, are the right? best one, movie yeah. theaters. Yes. So, Heroes Con, Murray. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but did you have any of your thoughts? Maybe because we have a good time going down sure. there. Sure, it has been. You always ride shotgun and take notes while I'm driving. <laughs> Yeah, Pants made a left-hand turn at this intersection. Listening to whatever uh, oldish music we happen to have with us. That's correct. It's not oldish, it's cool. That's correct. That too. (laughs) Well, speaking, I'm going to see if this segues in. Actually, again, you guys are going to have to stop me because I'm going to keep going. Talking about driving. um, So, I'll I'll tie this all back in some out of podcasting (laughs) and comics. So, bear with me here. So, back in August, I went to uh, a convention up in Connecticut at a, at a casino, yes. Mohegan Sun uh, up in Connecticut. And it was a really great casino. convention. I mean, Roy Thomas was there. Jerry Orde was there. I got a beautiful Jerry Orde Batwoman uh, um, uh, piece commissioned, quite frankly. Um, got a couple of art pages, bought some back issues. Great, great panels there. And entered a poker tournament there. And, hell, won the damn thing. I mean, it was a small tournament and so forth. But that got me the taste for playing the poker again. So I, I sort of took it back because uh, there's a bunch of casinos within about an hour and a half, hour and a half drive from here. Yeah, there are. So for my birthday back in November, I went to the Mohican Sun uh, Pocono Casino. They had a poker tournament there. It was, again, a small buy-in of like $50, whatever. And only, only, only 18 were playing in it. And got down to the final three. I was still in it, which is the, who got paid. And one of the guys said, you want to chop it up? He goes, you know, we chopped the pot. Because <laughs> I was actually trailing, so I won $271 there. <laughs> However, on the way home, in the rain, I got in a car accident. I'm fine. The other people in the car were fine. Technically, it was my fault. I was driving on a back road. Wasn't, wasn't speeding. Boom, wasn't speeding. It was veered to the right. Meant it was raining. I went to turn right. The car didn't turn right. And I slid. I, I, hit, I hit them. And the Pantsmobile is no more. Oh. So, that made me a little sad because I've been driving for 25-ish years. Never was involved in a car accident. And uh, I actually had dropped a collision on it about five years ago. It was paid oh, off. No. So, you know, I have a new car now. And I actually have 
my aunt's car. My aunt, who was 87, stopped driving back like May of last year. She was looking to get rid of a car. I was going to get a car. Eh, it, it, it worked out. So my 2005 uh, Dodge Neon, which was the Pantsmobile. And black. And black. Had about 82,000 miles on it at the time. Her car, Ford Focus, same year, 2005, had 38,000 miles on it. <laughs> you told me that. So That's crazy. That is. is now the new pants mobile. Because I cut the pants plate. You're damn well, skippy. I kept that pants plate. All right, so we'll be driving in the uh, Pantsmobile uh, Mark II to go down to here. Yes, but I just felt awful about that. And, I mean, luckily nobody was hurt. That, yeah. uh, that was my main concern. Oh, sure. Got hurt. It wasn't your fault. It was the elements. Well, again, technically because I crossed the line when I was turning. I got a, I got a ticket and yeah. <laughs> $25 fine. All the fees like over like $150. <laughs> like, Jimmy, God. Sorry. Yeah. But now, bear with me. I'm going to bring all this back. Bring it all back. So, you know, I started playing poker uh, maybe about twice a month since then. Oh, wow. Either up, up in the Poconos or uh, in Allentown. Actually, a week, two weeks ago, I was down at the Park Casino in, in Ben Salem, mm-hmm. which actually when I went there, it's about two miles away from a Golden Corral. <laughs> but I didn't stop there. I only gamble so much. But anyway, <laughs> at the casinos... They have, uh, like, poker magazines and so forth. So I picked up a copy, free copy, of a magazine called Anti Up. Mm-hmm. And it's pages through nothing too exciting. But in the back, they mention about the Anti Up podcast. This is their first sentence. The Anti Up podcast is the longest continually running podcast on the planet. I said, hey, now, wait a minute, what are you talking about? This little nickel-and-dime dog-and-pony show we do here has been going on for three months longer than their podcast was. Hmm. I looked at their criteria. They've been doing it every week since June of 2005. (laughs) We might have missed a week or two here or there. We have. I mean, just this past year, I think we did. I know. But so, because we started in March 2005, I'm thinking, oh, you got us there. But I, I, I want to know if anybody can verify that we may be, maybe the podcast that is still producing new content that started the earliest, however you want to phrase that or yeah. whatever. Not yeah. continuously every week with their criteria, but we've been doing at least one a month since then. Yo, I, would, yeah. I would hope so. Question. Yes, yeah. multiple. <laughs> More than, you know. Four a month? I don't know. Maybe three months? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so that, that called my eye. See, my brought it all back to podcasting yeah, 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 and yeah. comics. Yeah. It all, all came back. back. It all came back. It's, it's close to 2080. <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit because this happened tonight in the studio. Um, about my uh, my flatulence. Oh. Oh. It's, it's been a bit a part of the podcast. That's an odd right subject. Now. Well, because <laughs> it's going to tie in New York Comic Con and comics. So I went to the. yourself, folks. I went to the New York Comic Con. Well, yeah, it's not in smell vision or anything like that. Thank God. I went to New York Comic Con in October, and uh, it was in New York, obviously, and was met up with some of the guys from, from London Super Comic Convention. We were hanging out and walking around the streets of New York. And, you know, I might have accidentally, when we went back to the room, farted the elevator when we were going up, or like, farted the room. It was an accident. But when I'm farting on the streets of New York City, and they're complaining about that smell for everything else, okay, I had to take action. 
So one of the guys is a GP, general practitioner. He said, you know, you don't really look at taking a, a probiotic to help out with that. So, you know, be, and I have since then. But what really sealed the deal for me, we went to Metropolis Comics. And they have a gallery of comic art that is just amazing. I got a picture of myself with the cover to Flash 123. And it's just, there's, there's Frazettas, there's, there's uh, Kirby's, there's Buscema's, there's all kinds of iconic covers and splash pages. And I'm thinking, this is great. I'm walking around the museum, and I can't stand my own smell. So I'm standing in the corner, and the other guy's like, why is pants in the corner? He's like, you don't want to know. So I was like, okay, so if I can't go out in public and, and get him really embarrassed, i got to take care of this. So start taking a probiotic. The damn thing doesn't work for me. As you can tell tonight, it's dark. So I don't know. I don't know what, what to do about this. But uh, I, I felt really bad. I'm in. i comic. I can't enjoy the comic art because I'm. Ooh, excuse me. I'm, I'm literally in the corner of the, the thing. So I felt kind of bad about that. Uh, I'm going to keep going. On, by the way, bet you didn't know the C in CGS stood for colon, did you? <laughs> oh God. So also an overnight. One of the things I caught up on was some podcasts. I listened to this one every now and then because you guys had a few things I was interested in. But a couple that I want to highlight here. Our good friend uh, Peter Rios uh, mm-hmm. and his podcast at Daily Rios started up again. So I caught up on all that. Of course, now he's directing uh, a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. Yep, doing a production of Spamalot. Spamalot, which ticket, the half-off tickets are already gone. Yeah, I, I saw just that saw today. that today, so I'm, I may have to, like bow out of going to that. Well, we could never get together anyway to go see that last year we tried to go yeah, see Yeah, we tried year. to go to see Young Frankenstein last year and we just kept putting it off and putting it off trying to coordinate with all our different schedules. That was a nightmare. And it <laughs> ended up with us just not getting tickets yeah. at all. So I didn't even try this year I knew you guys would do it. But I, I wanted to go maybe a half off but they were already going. So when I caught up on, the, on him and you know, like he was talking about the theater now he sort of dropped off a few uh, months because of his um, schedule but he did a catching up on 2016 but he had a really cool series. He had like four episodes in a row talking about DC miniseries from the 80s. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, and not necessarily any in-depth stuff. Just going through all. There were dozens. I mean, <laughs> four episodes he was talking about. So if you get a chance to listen to that, the Daily Reels podcast. It's a good topic for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that can be found at thedailyreels.com. You can get it on iTunes and everything else. Another podcast I caught up on, too was uh, the Carson podcast. Podcast all about Johnny Carson and The Tonight Show. Uh, gentleman Mark Malkoff, he's actually younger than I am. I'm 46. He's, he might be 40. So, and he's doing this show about The Tonight Show. His research is impeccable. I don't think anybody younger than I am really knew about or cared about The Johnny Carson Tonight Show. He's all about that. And it's about... Guess who've been on the show, how they got their start on the show, behind-the-scenes things. His guest list is just off the hook. He just recently talked to, to Pat Boone. He talked to Perry Cross, the first executive producer back in 1962 of The Tonight Show. Wow. And more of these episodes than not, about maybe like 90%, he interviews them in person. He goes to them. Now, it wow. got a little cost prohibitive. He had to do, do some take some time off and get some Skyping, but this is a fascinating podcast. I love it. He's talked to Stephen Wright, Charles Grodin, Teresa Genzel, one of the Tea Time ladies. 
Byron Allen, who his story, if you have heard, is amazing. His, his mother worked at NBC. Listen to the episode. Do yourself a favor. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just awesome. Dick Cavett. Talk to Carol Burnett. Uh, Al, Al G. Rich Little. I mean, if, if you like uh, Johnny Carson Tonight Show, Johnny, it, it's a great podcast. Wow. I can't recommend it. I listen to like all of them. I like 50 of them. I caught up all of them overnights. Just fantastic. And then the third one I want to talk about, that can be found at uh, the Carson Pod, or CarsonPodcast.com. And the last one I want to talk about is the Felix Comic Art Podcast. Gentleman, uh, I believe his name is Felix Yu, does, uh, he's, he's an art dealer. Felix, Felix Liu. Uh, he's an art dealer, uh, represents um, a couple of, uh, you know, pretty good name artists. I don't know, you can go find his site and shop yeah. and stuff. But he started a comic book podcast about comic book art. I was kind of skeptical at first. It's like, well, you know, you can't really see the art. Well, in the episode number two, he actually has a separate thing where they, they show some art, which I thought was kind of cool. But he's talked to Albert Moy in his first episode, one of the uh, better-known art dealers. Yeah. That episode, it's kind of the problem is he didn't really go on the record. So he talked about because it's a lot of this art that people like myself and to some extent can get kind of secretive about what they have in their collections and mm-hmm. so forth. And he was talking about deals. Well, this person X, person Y. It's like, well, I want names, damn it, and things. But. You know, interesting enough, because he talked about how he got into art back in the 80s, collecting art, and how he built just, just business. The second episode, Murd, he talks to David Mandel. Oh, yes, of the uh, Bizarro Jerry episode of Seinfeld. Exactly. Also the screenwriter of Eurotrip, I believe. Oh, okay. Also the showrunner on, I want to say it's Veep right now. Okay. Uh, that was a fascinating interview. He actually did talk a little bit about, you know, more detailed about things. He's the owner of the splash page from the Dark Knight Returns, it went for over four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, I mean, he talks about that and talk about how he built his collection and what he some of the things what he has. He has, and you see it in the video. He's got a very old, I believe it's Kurt Swan panel page with Bizarro on it. Wow! Which there aren't many of them out there. Uh, so that's fascinating. So check out that podcast. It's Felix Art. It's FelixComicArt.Libson.com, also Felix Comic Art Podcast. I'm going to give that a shout out because I really enjoy that. And it's like, hmm, what are they going to talk about? And the David Mantel episode was a really, very, very good episode. Um, let's see, what else do I have on my list of topics here? Briefly, Shane, any thought again in the Lego Dimensions game? Not anytime soon. Um, it's mostly the cost. I think they're darn expensive. Yeah. Now, you, now, there were some good sales at Christmas time, and there's a good sale coming up next week, actually. But wow, you, I, have, I have it. I love it. Now, do you have many of the expansion packs, or are you keeping with like favorites of characters you like? Well, basically, Lego Dimensions. It's a they call it it's a Toys to Life game. It's um, interactive. You can actually buy Lego pl- pieces and play them on your game. <laughs> Are you are you dead yet, Danny? What is no? It just I keep hitting things, and I think the speaker on this thing is weird. That wasn't the chair. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually going to go switch chairs because I'm like freaking out about it. Okay, okie dokie. Oh, but the Lego Dimensions game is there. Uh, there's a main storyline, basically featuring Batman, Wild 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 Star, Star from Lego Movie, Wild Star, Wild Star Lego Movie, and Gandalf. 
from Lord of the Rings as, as Lego going through this, this adventure world. There's side quests, so, but there's a main storyline, and you can actually buy expansion packs, get more characters, do more things, have a free-roaming world. Right now... That's uh, Bill Clark. There's like fourteen. There's like fourteen different worlds you can explore. One of them is Doctor, and that's what got me. There's a Doctor Who section here of Lego Dimensions, and oh wow, it's much much quieter now. <laughs> I uh, remembered that I control the volume, <laughs> and I wasn't going to to buy this game until I saw the Doctor Who stuff. That's what sold me on it. I will say I did buy that pack of. The Doctor, the TARDIS, and K9. I have that at home. I put it together. And Tuesday, they come out with a pack with a Cyberman yeah, and a Dalek. <gasps> Are you kidding me? I'm not no, kidding you. And it's, we... What, $30? No, There's going to be a Dalek? Yeah. Yep. Damn it, I need this Well, game isn't there a Dalek? There's a Dalek in the Doctor Who set with the TARDIS that you get from the Lego's ideas. Because you bought that, didn't you, Danny? Yeah, I got it for Christmas. The, the Lego, yeah. the actual Lego Doctor yeah. Who set? Yeah, yeah. yeah I got Dalek it for Christmas. There. But yeah, there's a little Dalek, and in the game, I haven't got it yet because it doesn't come out till next Tuesday. I believe you can actually ride the Dalek. <laughs> it's actually, I think, a vehicle. There. But yeah, they're normally like fifteen dollars. Next week, two for fifteen. Shay, that's not a bad price. La 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 la. la. Anyway, it's 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 amazing. The the free roam world of Doctor Who, all kinds of side quests. I knew some of the voices that were going to be in it. I was surprised by some of the other voices. I was like, oh my god, he's in the game there. She's in the game there. So like, oh. Very cool. So I, I, I'm loving that. Um, I do have at least one more thing on here I want to ask you guys about. Uh, when I did my DCBS order for this moment, which, which I've already done, <laughs> did you guys ever go through their specials? Sometimes. Not for a long while now, though. You really owe it to yourself to go through their specials because they have some amazing deals. This is probably one of the best deals I have ever seen. And I want to ask you if these things are worth it. How many of you guys, did you read all of the Convergence um, titles that came out? Um, uh, we read the first issues. Yeah, I don't know that I have all the second. I think I have all the second issues. Okay. I, I, I do have all of them. But, but I didn't I, read all of them. I haven't. No, I haven't either. They have a clearance sale. I think it might be while supplies last. Of a couple issues of the main series of Convergence and a couple of the tie-ins, some both issues, some one, some the other, 35 cents. Wow. So, I want to ask you if some of these are worth it. Aquaman. Anthony Bedard, Cliff Richards... Becky Cluden. Oh, you're asking us to sound off on these? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Al- Aquaman was actually one of my favorites. Oh, all right. Well, well, Tony Bedard, you know, he's a quality writer. Um, he's a, a good, good, serviceable uh, working man. He was like the go-to fill-in guy for DC for a while. And it's uh, Aquaman in the post-zero hour. It's like the immediate post uh, – well, right after he got his uh, harpoon hand, his okay. first harpoon hand. Uh, he commandeers the Metropolis Aquarium. Nah, 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 that's just, right. just say it's, it's, you should, I should get it, you think, for you, 35 yes, cents a piece? get that one. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I want to read the thing. I know. It's a simple buy, borrow, pants, buy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want to, you know, know more about it. Um, let's see. The, the Atom. The Atom was another one that I thought was worth, okay. worth your time. Okay, because they actually have both issues. At, now, some of these have... Was it like, Tom Pyre that wrote that Tom one? Tom Pyre. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Let's see. I can't recall that stuff, and we just read them. Well, I reread them like three times over oh, to, okay. to talk about them on our episode. Um, okay. 
Blue Beetle, Scott Lobdell. Yes. I liked it. Well, for, yeah, for the same. You know what? For 35 cents a piece, can yeah. I really go wrong with that, though, with any of these? Um, not really. Not really. All right, well. There's probably some I would stay away from. But. Now I, the I, Nightwing I, one wasn't that good, so. Okay, well, actually, that's that actually not, not on here. Uh, the, the Nightwing and Oracle one? No, like, yeah. By, that was by Gail Simone. I thought that yeah. was pretty good. And I didn't like it that much. I was like, eh, whatever. Well, they've got both issues of Green Arrow here, and that has Rags Morales artwork. So I, I think that's probably a, a getter. Um, Green Lantern Core? No, I don't think I like that one for some reason. David Gallagher, Steve Ellis, Andy Parks. Okay. Not feeling the love for that. Uh, let's see. Some of these others. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have both issues one and two. Uh, Plastic Man and the Freedom Fighters. Mm, yeah, that, I was looking forward to that one, and it, uh, I was a little disappointed. Simon Oliver, John McCrane. Okay. Um, let's see. Superboy. Maybe Nichieza? I think it's Nicieza. Nicieza. Uh But yeah, that one. He's. I mean, it's he's a good writer, but I think his script for that particular uh, miniseries felt a little flat to me. Okay. Cool. Did you guys ever finish the? Because you did the episodes and you only did. Okay. We only got halfway through the. Uh, okay. First brace of the number ones. Okay, that's, that's why I'm sort of asking these. Uh, Supergirl. Oh wait, Keith Giffen. Yes, that one. Yeah, that one's good. Yes, okay. Supergirl goes up against uh, Lady Quark and Lord Volt. And, uh, oh, yeah. crisis! Yeah, yeah some yeah. great patter going on there with a, an ambush bug shows up. There he is in the cover issue number two. I like to action two five two. I think for the most part, all the crisis timeline frame ones I liked. Okay. Uh, see, I I can't tell which which uh, Steel, Louis Simonson, June Brigman, no. instantly forgettable. Okay. Um, world's finest, Paul Levitz. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a little odd. But the, the the main character was Scribbly Gibbet, like an adult Scribbly Gibbet. Oh, okay. And it featured the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you like uh, Golden Age characters, I mean, it's, it's a, okay. It's a good thing to have. Well, now. There's a couple to get there. It's like thirty-five cents a set piece. Can't really go wrong, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Um, I think that's. All that I had for my list of things to talk about. If you guys have all, well, I mean, I, I could go on and on about me, me, me. It's all about me, but I won't bore you all with that. Uh, well, how about we do a little CGS mailbag? Okay. Letters. We get letters. Well, we get sacks and sacks of letters. In this case, it's presents. Letters. Presents. Yep, because this is the first, uh, you know, no free form. Um, general topic uh, yeah. comic talk episode we've had since Christmas. So usually we open up things that people have sent us. Um, and I know that uh, you guys have already opened your uh, presents. Yeah, I couldn't wait. Our friend uh, Dr. Eamon Clark, alias Caliban from the UK. I was I've, impatient. I've still got mine, and it's geek wrapping paper here, but I'll, I'll save that for last. I've got a small pile of little things here that people have sent. Um, here is one uh, from listener Michael Jaraki. Uh, it arrived at the studio a little while ago. Uh, he sent a post note along with it. Hi, Adam. I meant to send this to you a very long time ago. I hope it finds you happy and healthy. Merry Christmas. Um, from Michael Jaraki. And uh, his Greek... I think it says Meta? M-E-T-T-A? Yeah, I would say that too. M-E-T-T-A. Meta exclamation point. Well, Meta to you too. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what it means. 
But but thank you very much. He sent us a CD. That, uh, apparently, it's his own version of the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix. Oh. He calls it Awesome Mix Volume 1.5. Okay. Nice. So he, he, a mixtape. He made me a mixtape. Oh. <laughs> Hold Your Head Up by Argent. Dragging the Line. You know, a surprise. Dragging the Line. Late hit for Tommy line. James and the Shondells. I Got to Use My Imagination by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress. Oh, the Hollies. Um, oh, Don't Let Me Down Again by uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. Spill the Wine by War. <laughs> Driver's Seat by the uh, Australian group Sniffing the Tears. 25 Miles, Edwin Starr. Uh, Give Me a Little Sign by Brenton Wood. Give Me Some Kind of Sign, Girl. Uh, uh, Coconut by Harry Nilsson. <laughs> <laughs> you put the lime. Oh, that was from... Um, Drink it all up. Uh, not Pulp Fiction. <sighs> Reservoir, Dogs? Reservoir Dogs. Thank you. There you go. Uh, she's not there. Is uh, the Hollies? Uh, no, no, the zombies. Santana. Says Santana. I don't know if it's the same song, like their cover of the, or if it's a different, mm. uh, if it's a completely different song from the one that the zombies did. Uh, Give me some lovin', Spencer Davis Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rubber band, rubber band man. Uh, the, the spinners. <laughs> the spinners, right? Yep, little uh, Philly soul there. Um, All right now by Free. Free. Over and over, Fleetwood Mac. LaGrange, how, how, how. ZZ Top. The Guess Who with No Sugar Tonight. Uh, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Santa Esmeralda, it says. You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine, Lou Rawls. And we're wrapping up with The Everyday People. Sly and the Family Stone. Nice. Quite a <laughs> mix there. Thank you, Michael. I think this, <laughs> we might have to put this in the, uh, the deck on the Pantsmobile Mark II. Ooh. The trip down. By the way, it does have a CD player. Excellent. <laughs> well, 2005, <laughs> they, they still put them in there in yeah, 2005. Yeah, My yeah, car's yeah. a 2005, too. I know. I, I have to clean the car out before we go there, if, if we fact go there, but just because... At Christmas time, somebody w- w- I was giving a ride to a coworker, and she got a present, and there's now glitter all over my passenger seat. <laughs> no. so we'll have to get the glitter. I had a glitter bomb in my car a little while ago too. So I know where you're coming from. It's just, it's hard to get out of the upholstery. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad it's actually glitter you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it is. Hey glitter. now. Yeah. Okay, now we have a package from a listener uh, who goes by Achatak occasionally on the forums. Uh, the envelope says, Merry Christmas, Geek Speakers, from one of your Illinois fans. But uh, the package has sent uh, attention murd, so you guys can <laughs> thumb-wrestle me for the contents later on. <laughs> yeah. I might win you on that one if I can use my left hand. Okay. <laughs> so Achatak, whose real name is Mike, uh, had communicated with me via email a little while ago to you know, thank Peter and me for the... Uh, Crisis Tapes podcast, and uh, he he wanted to know because he had recently acquired issues of another fan favorite DC um, uh, maxi series of the mm-hmm. '80s, besides Crisis, that uh, provided kind of a, a tonal counterpoint to Crisis. You know, we have this uh, huge, you know, apocalyptic, uh, you know, dire consequential things happening in the Crisis on Infinite Earth series, and then at the same time we had Stephen DeStefano's Amazing Man series, Amazing which was. Man lighthearted and comedic and it's just about uh, a little guy in a superhero costume and the friendships he strikes up with a bunch of uh, young adult friends living on a street in New York. He makes friends with someone who's a, a pro cartoonist, I believe, um, of a series called Zoot Sputnik and they brought in uh, uh, Fred Hembeck to do the art for the Zoot Sputnik comic within a comic. Um, so it's, it, it's a comic that I've been aware of for years but as I told Mike, I had never tried it before but he'd inspired me. Uh, in his description of his enjoyment of it, having rediscovered it recently, uh, to try and hunt it down at wild pig sales. And uh, 
Uh, Mike went ahead and sent uh, to the studios a bunch of issues of Amazing Man to save me the trouble. He's got uh, not the entire series here, but most of the issues thereof. Yeah, it's it's 12 issues, mm-hmm. and actually I don't have any of them. Really? There's also three specials. Huh. Issue 12 features a Frank Miller Dark Knight cover. Yes, it does. I think I have that one. <laughs> Yep, well, we, we don't have the whole uh, first 12 issues here, but we do have uh, more than half of them. So thank you very much, Mike, for uh, starting yeah. us on our journey to experiencing the... It's heart- amazing. Yes, the, uh, the heartwarming, you know, reading fun that uh, the Amazing Man series undoubtedly will be. And we can, we can share these, guys. Yeah, cool. And, uh, the spirit I, of the season. There's a two-sentence review here in my, uh, pod, in, my, in my comic database. It says, this could easily have become <coughs> a cutesy, fluffy, or satirical title. Instead... Amazing Man has a charm and innocence that rises above all that, becoming a cult favorite even to this day. Mm-hmm. Yep, Sounds do. interesting. It takes some craft to avoid it uh, drifting into the territory of either parody or cutesiness. Mm-hmm. So, props to Stephen DeStefano for keeping that tone consistent. <coughs> and now I am going to open uh, the package that I got from Eamon. And after I do that, uh, you guys can uh, reveal what it was that you got in your packages, just to see if we all got the same oh, thing. Oh, God. I forgot. Is mine... Is this, is this... That's not mine here, is it? Yeah. It, it is? Should, might be. Unless oh. you took it home. Oh, I don't remember. Mine uh, I took home. And it's in this awesome wrapping paper. Wrapping paper. He always uses yeah, such awesome it's, wrapping it's paper. It's B-R-I-A-N, so I'm assuming it's for me. That's got to be yours. All right. All right. Rip that sucker open. Because the other one has one with uh, him and the girls. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a square pattern, and oh, each square wow. has the head of a different uh, geek character in it. Yeah. We've got Ultraman. we got a bunch of different Star Wars characters. Greedo, Bosk, Yoda. Power Rangers, Tuscan Frank Gorshin Riddler, Adam West, Robocop, Yvonne Craig, Craig Batgirl, Batgirl, or Spider-Man, Yoda, Yoda. Greedo. Robin. Robocop. Darth Vader. Skeletor. Skeletor. Is that a Tuscan Raider I see? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. Dude, oh. Give me a chewy. Just one chewy. Wow. Thank, thank you. Okay, and surprise, surprise, it is a trade of a um, uh, several frogs of uh, 2000 AD. <laughs> what a surprise! Yep, and it is mine. Is a story called Defoe 1666 by Pat Mills and Lee Gallagher. <clears throat> London, 1668. It is two years since the city was devastated by the Great Fire, the inferno caused by a comet passing over the capital. But from the ashes rose the undead, hungry for the heart of the living. <laughs> Protecting the populace are uh, zombie hunters like Titus Defoe, ex-leveler and now agent of the crown. So it's basically, uh, well, it's uh, Walking Dead meets Night of the Comet meets... Oh, Night of the Comet. Oh. Know, Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, that's awesome. So few people know what that <laughs> is. set in 17th century London. Interesting premise. Oh. It's all in black and white, too. Oh, I guess uh, for fans of uh, the Marquis, this kind of looks like uh, the same kind of artwork, certainly the same general historical period, give or take a century. What do you have there, Brian? Judge Dredd, Day of Chaos, the Fourth Faction. With the much-loved mayor of Mega City One presumed dead by the citizens, an election has been scheduled to choose his successor. Cadet Judge Hennessy has predicted that something terrible will happen on election day, and she may be right. East Meg assassin Nadia has arrived in the Big Meg looking for a scientist who has created a very dangerous virus. I, I gotta, I gotta thank Amy because he's been doing this for several years. Oh yeah, and 
if I can find the other one, he's <laughs> hit me. I, this is my next thing to read when I have time. It's a matter of finding them. I, I know where a few of them are. Got to find the rest. Because I, I think I've mostly gotten like Judge Dredd mm-hmm. stuff. I remember the one year I think he gave us issues of 2000 AD consecutive among like the six of us. We had uh-huh. like trade them back and forth. I, I know I have mine somewhere, but... Uh, anyway, Eamon, thank you very much. I will see Eamon, I'm pretty sure, at the upcoming London Super Comic Convention, February 20th and 21st at the Excel Center. Buy your tickets at LondonSuperComicConvention.com. They start at 18 pounds 50. Buy early to avoid support. This way they'll still find me over there and keep me in a hotel. Thank God. Now, Eamon, in, <laughs> in true tradition, also, I got a, a tome of um, 2080 as well, although I forget which exact title. As well as a set of Star Wars stamps featuring characters oh, from all the movies, nice. which was really cool. And in true fashion, also sent a package over for my boys. Oh, nice. A Doctor Who magazine and a Doctor Who comic book. And they went absolutely apeshit crazy over them. That was a lot <laughs> of fun. Um, yeah, genuine British was it? imports. Yeah. I was, what, what was the comic? Do you remember the comic? No, no. Um, but Matt claimed the comic and Ben claimed <laughs> the mag, or one or the other. And they split because the magazine had little extra prizey things in them and they were trading those off and splitting them up nice. pretty good so yeah they were excited so thank you very much so mm-hmm. it, it's it's something i always look forward to and i get excited to to open it up and they and my boys as soon as they saw it's like oh, is that from the guy you know in england yes that's from the guy <laughs> is from that guy because they know that that kind of this guy. kind of paper is not stuff we have around the doctor who paper they know this new paper is fantastic yep um, i'm totally going to save this oh i saved mine it's up it's upstairs getting ready to hung on the wall and we do have items in the studio for both Danny and Chris. That's correct. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yep. See, he, he's very thorough, that, yes, uh, he that, is. that chap. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Eamon. Cheers. <laughs> I got to start saying cheers now because yeah, I, right. I say cheers, I say cue. Lift, lorry, well, car park. Well, a little Mind bit, but... It's it's fun when I'm working the the artist alley and people ask me questions and they hear how I talk and it's like you're not from Reiner, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but hopefully uh, I'll be back in artist alley again. <laughs> speaking of Cheers, yes. Did you see the? I think it's a Jenny, Jenny Craig, Craig commercial. commercial. I did. Oh my god, did I die laughing with that? <laughs> Has a uh, um, Kirstie Alley, Kirstie Alley, and uh, the guy who played Norman Cliff, John Ratzenberger, and um, George Went. George Went. In the bar, at their normal spots, in their normal type outfits, and she comes in and boasting about how much weight she lost to Jenny Craig, which is which is great. She does; she looks fantastic. But how it, it was brilliant that that made the rounds in in many circles I know of of uh, Cheers lovers. That was that was a lot of fun. Clever clever way to put that in there. So that about it. I don't know. Is there anything else on the agenda? Are we comic talked out? There's no more agenda. Anything to add, Danny? No, no, just that I'm sorry for my chair mishaps and my cell phone alarm going no, off, and I'm sick, good. so I am just a mess tonight. You provided us a dramatic subplot, Danny. That's right. Sorry. We were always but wondering I, the precarious predicament of the falling chair. You gave us a dimension I, of conflict. Yeah, I just ordered a new chair, by the way. Now you tell Bill. I ordered one on Amazon. Don't you dare let him sit in that. He left you with the stinky chair with the gimpy no. leg. No. 
I'm going to charge it to the store is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, especially – don't let him take the new one to the store either. I know. Why? I don't even know why he took that chair to the store. I was like, we had two chairs, and now he's like, oh, it's at the comic book store. I'm like, oh, of course, because everything goes to the comic book store. It doesn't stay at home. Yeah, the good chair goes to the comic store. Exactly. Bastard. Uh, I want to I mention, because uh, for Chris isn't here, that I'm looking forward to very much next month there is going to be a – CGS uh, Well Pig Summit coming up uh, yes. at undisclosed location. <laughs> um, looking forward to that. And Shane, we got and Murd. I want you to get, and even Matt over there who's not been paying attention. I want to get into this. <laughs> we gotta go back to Tilted Kilt again. <laughs> well, look, there's one by us actually oh. now. Oh, there's one by where I work. Yeah, there's one by. Um, I think there's one like 20 minutes from my house. While the scenery can be enjoyable, I've been unimpressed with the food. I'll well, say, I will say it. But now just bear with the me. The burgers here. are good. Bear with, bear I don't with think me. you go for the food. I, I'm going to try not to get too maudlin here, but one of the things my mother and I used to do, we used to go out to eat a lot. Yeah. We'd go to Austin's around, we'd go to Red Lobster. I could still do that, but and I think I will go to Red Lobster. I have coupons for Red Lobster <laughs> and uh, gift cards. But it's like, there going there alone just yeah, isn't a It's fun. not the so, same. Months ago, when you were still down in Stone Harbor um, with Christmas stuff, um, Murd, I, I said, Shane, we got to go to the kilt sometime. We yeah. finally worked it out. Yep. And it's like, we got to get murdered and all this. We were on point, overtime at work, and uh, it was weeks that went by till I got freed up. I'm like, Pants, I'm ready today. Because I, we, I, we, I want to get that going, some sort of like, because well, whenever they come down, like Chris and Danny, down to the studio here, it's always rush for because let's go out to eat somewhere. Well, they got to get back home, and it's like I just want to hang out and just you know find a place and close down shop for a couple hours, just sitting there and eat. <laughs> and stare at the at Sarah at the tilted kilt. She was yeah. very nice, kind of. <laughs> well, anyway, we got plenty of time here before I disappear again. Well, yeah, tilted kilt, man. Come on, let's work it out. Kilt, 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 or even somewhere else. Doesn't have to be tilted kilt. <laughs> uh, could be tilted kilt though. Pants would prefer it. Was <laughs> I mean, I'd prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> Lobbying hard for that. Man, no. Oh man! Oh man! Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I, I, I got to get out more. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! That's true of all of us. Don't worry, but <laughs> but I'll be in London and LA in February. See, that's, that's out. That then then you out. start your craziness of being out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm spent. All right, well. <laughs> Thank you for providing us with a wealth of content for this episode. Oh, though. you're very welcome. You've been saving it up, and you were ex- I have. explosive in this episode. <laughs> the, over- <laughs> the overnight story of pants. I'll see you again in six months for a check. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing proctology. Yeah, just make an appointment with the receptionist on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> can I have a lollipop? <laughs> yes, yes, you can have a lollipop. Thank you. It was on the floor, but you can have it. All right, so this Comic Talk <laughs> episode of Comic Geek Speak... Has been brought to you by our friends at uh, the Drawer Box Company, Collection Drawer. Visit their website at collectiondrawer.com and check out their outstanding alternative storage option for your collection. Take your collection vertical with their Drawer Box product. All right. Visit us at comicgeekspeak.com to send us an email. The address is comicgeekspeak at gmail.com. To leave a voicemail, the number is 267-702-6642. Stop by the comic forums and let us know what you guys got caught up on, whatever endeavors you were on during the Christmas season, and talk about Pants' craziness, because that was a lot of shit. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> Language! <laughs> follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Thanks to everybody who uh, supports us and sends us packages and good wishes. We appreciate it uh, very, very much, more than you could possibly ever imagine. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time. You got it, 
laser beam, the pain's like a sea. 